0: So uh, I decided to go ahead and, um, you know, attempt this uh, four-mile walk that I do. And I was cruising along. Everything was going fine. I was going to make it easy. I I wasn't going very fast. I I don't walk that fast anyway. But, uh, you know, it isn't like, uh, you know, I'm looking like I'm walking around uh, the track at Century Village. Uh, So uh, about two and a half miles into it uh you know and i kind of know all the measuring points right because you're thinking okay geez i got like another uh, 1.6 miles to go now it's 1.5 i, I sort of i measured the sound in my car with my uh, archaic methods i don't wear one of those watches or anything
1: because
0: <laughs> i don't need to know my sperm count while i'm working out i, I just don't need to know that <laughs> What was that? Louie Zero Yeah. yes. <laughs> I was
2: say, you still have it Big fat round <laughs> number. You can draw that right
0: there on the board. That's what impressive. chance do you have here? That's <laughs> of agreeing with Ron DeSantis on his gun. The time <laughs>
3: Wake Up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show.
0: Very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. Great to be with you here on the depot show on South Florida Live, our new venture. And I would have to say highly successful after day number one. I believe we doubled our subscribership in one day. <laughs> it's, now, it's not exactly uh, quantum physics here. I, I think we went from like 30 to 60 subscribers, but uh, it's a start, right? Yes. We haven't even put the word out yet. Uh, it's kind of I, I don't know what you say. It's a soft opening. It's a little soft. I mean, we'd like to see <laughs> Not soft. for me, but for you, I guess. Been but we're mad. committed. We're committed and we're ready to go. And it's uh, nice to be on our own. So uh, you guys keep telling your friends about it. I I don't know. I, I, I get into all kinds of complications when I uh, try to communicate the link to people, which I've now been asked by another half a dozen people how they find us. So uh, you'll have to explain it to me in very simple terms. Mike Loubie Loubits. Text them the link. But uh, I, it's Bob's just, like it's, sending a link. And just I text them a link. It's my... South
2: Florida Live. Eventually you'll be able to just look up South Florida Live and we'll pop up. We just need to keep creating yeah. content. That's sort of how the Google slash algorithm world works. But if you have their number, you can just text them the link. All you have to do is to click on the link, click subscribe, and you'll get everything we do.
0: All right, all right. It takes me in a link uh, exclusively once like again. It. I'll send yes. that out to virtually everybody. Yeah, good to be with you, and so many things uh, on the ticket today as we'll take up until nine o'clock Eastern time here on the uh, Depot Show. Jeff DeForest and Michael Luby Lubitz. Uh, we had lengthy discussions yesterday, and uh, you know, it, it's it's just Jekyll and Hyde City, or, or so it seems. In this basketball series, the NBA championship round, Golden State and Boston. Golden State now manages to rattle off a second consecutive victory. First time the Celtics have gone down after being defeated in successive games. They had been 7-0 and in rebounding. In that spot, and, I mean, just Brick City. I, I couldn't watch it. I, I started uh, binge-watching again, Deadliest Catch, <laughs> the beginning of the ballgame. I'd rather see these guys catching crabs uh, in forty feet. <laughs> Literally, actual crabs. It amazes me that people could work under those conditions. I don't care if they're making more money than Phil Mickelson out there, which uh, that, that's a whole other story that we have to get into uh, today also. Phil uh, facing the music again from another press conference, and uh, – I would think it would be like uh, Donnie Trump finally sitting down uh, in front of. No, he wasn't uh, adversarial. That's a terrible comparison. You know, if if Donald Trump uh, decided, hey, you know what? I'm tired of all this B.S. that these guys are spreading about me. At least that's in his opinion in the uh, January 6th uh, Capitol hearings that that are now being televised, which, uh, you know, how how anybody could vote for this man again uh, under the circumstances unless you firmly believe that everything is a hoax. That all news is fake news, including news you see with your very own eyeballs. It's kind of like John Sterling calling a game, isn't it? Where, uh, <laughs> man, Capitol building? I didn't see nothing going on there. It looked like a normal tourist day. And there, there are people that live in this uh, fantasy world. But uh, the Mickelson press conference yesterday was kind of interesting. And he did. Uh, he faced the music to his credit. He stood there and uh, looked like a disheveled semblance of his former self with about $200 million in his pocket and uh, another buck fifty that he pocketed from uh, just finishing uh, like 20 shots off the pace set by the legendary Charles Schwartzel, whose uh, last win came in 1956 when he beat one Finsterwald in Schelz. For <laughs> <of Golf. laughs> now this guy's getting $5 million for winning a tournament while poor Rory McElroy is grinding it out against the best in the world to pick up like, uh, you know, not bad. I mean, uh, look, how can you complain if you're making like $2 million for a weekend of playing golf? That's nice money if you can make it. Yes. But as compared to five, is there always going to be a certain amount of jealousy? I mean, you'd walk around a radio station and oh, uh, you well, know, yeah. you would run into uh, <laughs> other talents and uh, you're standing in the elevator with a guy like uh, Castronova and you realize while well, you're grinding out like a buck and a half, this guy's making $800,000 a year <laughs> and he's playing songs. Yeah. Yeah. And you're thinking there's a little bit of a disparity there. I, I guess, you know, it, it all depends on how much money the Audience show is making, but, um, uh, no, know, I mean, uh, but you don't want to find out you know, on your job, right, that the guy that's sitting next to you is making twice as much money, do you? I mean, uh, oh, that no. usually no. doesn't sit well with people. Very few people find out. What? what Joe's making 300 grand? Come for him. And you're making 80? Yeah, no, that's great, Joe. I tell hey, you what, only worth 80 compared to you. You do nothing all day, Joe, except go to lunch and drink martinis while I'm in there grinding it out. <laughs> I mean, we, we see it in uh, all uh, okay. venues uh, and uh, all uh, aspects of life where, where, you know, you don't want to feel like you're being cheated on the cash machine, on the old uh, ATM roll mm-hmm. at the end of the week. And uh, Phil certainly isn't being cheated in that category. And, and you know what? I I don't know. if He just stayed on a PGA tour and continued to do endorsements and didn't have any jackpots and uh, wasn't saying things about uh, the Saudis uh, and then shedding a favorable light. Whatever it is uh, that they were involved in, including, in uh, almost everybody's opinion, uh, there's some involvement in 9-11 in terms of funding and, uh, I don't know, uh, coincidence, 15 of the 19 guys that were involved were uh, Saudi Arabian? What do you think? And, and the 9-11 attacks? I mean. Coincidence <laughs> or not, Luby?
2: Not really. <laughs> it was not a coincidence at all. We know uh, what they are. I
0: don't mean to be smiling about it because uh, it's no, we one know of the most are. horrific things that, that happened in the history, uh, certainly in this country. And yep, yep. And who ranks up there with any of the horror shows that have happened in what has become a very, very different world, my friends? I remember 50 years ago, we thought we had it all figured out. We really did. Uh, it was a hippy dippy era. It was smile on your brother. Everybody tried to get together and uh, love one another right now, right? Mm-hmm. and uh, that that concept's flown a coop a long time ago. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, you're almost afraid. It's gotten to the point, you know, and I used to like to talk to everybody, but uh, you're afraid to say anything to anybody anymore, huh? I mean, you even make just a comment like, hey, your hair looks good today, and uh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> just uh i don't know i just like i keep to myself even uh you know uh, and almost all times i, I don't even want to answer people's questions oh what do you mean just, because uh,
2: of and i and it's something i'm opening my eyes to because again i'm open-minded but i actually uh feel weird saying yes sir yes ma'am now because of how people have their pronouns and how yeah, people see themselves yeah. I Which I I wasn't even raised with that I'm Jewish But I always Growing up Watched my friends say yes sir and yes ma'am And I thought that was very polite
0: yeah, It's a Mickey Mantle thing It so really is So as
2: I got older I did it all the time And it wasn't You know To show age I would do it to people my age or younger Just to be polite But now I feel bad doing it I'm like oh my god Are they a ma'am And I'm saying sir Are they a sir So what Am I doing it wrong <laughs>
0: Uh, it, it's it's insane <laughs> all I mean, the time <laughs> look, look at it, it affected our industry and impacted it greatly although uh, you're seeing a little bit less of it of late and maybe uh the liberalization that's taken place in terms of what you uh, can and uh, cannot say because of the fact that uh, everybody's using internet streaming now as opposed to mainstream stuff but uh, i mean some of the atrocities uh, that took place in, in terms of guys losing their careers their reputation uh, and you know, their spirit for life because they got canned from a job for saying uh, that, uh, hey, if I go down to Mexico, uh, I want to grab a taco. And you're like, what? Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you kidding me? The disparaging remarks about the Mexican people? Uh, you know, this is a disgrace. The guy should be shot at dawn, uh, you know, while, while standing in front of a church in Mexico City. Get out of here. <clears throat> but, um, you know, and that, that was very restrictive and uh, you had to be conscious of it. But I, I don't know that you can be super uh, sensitive as they say politically correct about everything everything now uh, it's almost impossible somebody can misconstrue almost anything you yep. say yeah and it's unfortunate but but in just general conversation that that shouldn't be the case right when you're talking to your friends should you really have to worry that uh, you're saying something uh, that uh, overwhelmingly offended them uh, I, I remember i was at the beach <laughs> I and talking to this person <laughs> and uh, i said uh, hey you know you got to be crazy if you don't get the vaccine oh, which God. is my opinion right and I'm thinking, I want all the vaccine I can soak up. I mean, yes. uh, give me eight doses if I have to. Have it. I I agree. I'm fine with that, right? I I mean, I I haven't been sick a day really, uh, and, and since COVID came out, it nope. was, you know, I mean, for for me, it, it was actually sort of favorable. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of people uh, negatively Hasn't impacted by it. A lot of people cashed in on the thing, but uh, I would have to say, in general. It probably put five years back on my life, not having a schlep to work every day. Yeah, and you've been in doing case, the walk every day. It, uh, would have concluded that. <laughs> that <didn't help. laughs> but you've been doing the walk every
2: day, and you've been, you know, a lot healthier in your life living since. You've sort of gotten. A,
0: uh, ha- haven't haven't had a cold in, in uh, like. I haven't two gotten years. sick at all.
2: <laughs> like that's what's. Yeah. I understand COVID's real, but that's what I'm saying. Like I've kept my distance and I wear a mask when I'm like in a store. So it has to do something. But yes, I, I presume you're going somewhere with your story because you said something. Someone heard you.
0: God forbid. Yeah, I said something about it. I wasn't even talking to pr- I didn't even know that they could hear me, right? And uh, the next thing you know, they, they were like, uh, they, they got up and left the beach. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm thinking, well, that was weird. Uh, why did so-and-so leave? And, and uh, the word was because you said that anybody that doesn't get the uh, COVID shot is out of their mind. This was when they first came out. Okay. And you were thinking, well, I mean, people were dropping dead as a matter of routine. You were watching them stack bodies outside in a freezer. Yes. uh, In New York City because uh, they didn't have room in the morgues anymore. Yes. And you're thinking uh, they have something that might be able to prevent this. I I don't know. It's worth a shot here. A shot, literally. Yeah. uh, You know, I mean, I I, I do believe that it was because I I think the people that uh, have checked out since or had uh, really severe uh, catastrophic results from COVID-19 were mostly people. That didn't have any uh, of the uh, vaccinations that, that were uh, given out for free by the government. It wasn't like you had to pay, like, uh, you know, uh, $200 to go get a shot. Uh, you know, it was just walking to any drugstore or Publix uh supermarket and boom, there it is. So I, well, I don't know. I, yeah. I, it's, so it uh, shows it's, it's not it's both
2: sides. Like, everyone out there is sensitive about everything right now. Yeah.
0: If something goes against
2: you, you're sensitive. It's
0: like, okay, (laughs) And it was a political thing also, which was really stupid, which it wasn't political. It was science. I mean, Republicans (laughs) uh, weren't dying from covid-19. So they felt like uh, the the whole and and it was their guy, Trump, that was uh, most adamant. I mean, if if he did one thing in a positive way, he was saying that, uh, hey, no matter what we do, we have to get some kind of vaccine for this thing. Much. I don't know that I ever want to give Trump, uh, Trump credit for anything. How about this $250 million stash that he had? I love that. That is great. Right? <laughs> Some of that money, uh, you know, 60000 to have uh, Donnie Jr.'s uh, girlfriend or fiance. Did he marry this woman? Oh, this Guilfoyle, who has the same name, oddly, as the uh, young girl that was kind of the center of the whole Jeffrey Epstein investigation? Hmm. Uh, I guess a, a slight differential, but, uh, you know, I, I always see the one with the other, but... Uh, Anyway, she got like 60 grand to introduce Donald Trump at that uh, rally where we he decided, hey, you know what we should do, people? <laughs> Don't go home quietly uh, to your families there and eat a TV dinner and watch, uh, you know, the news. Let's storm the Capitol building. <laughs> but he had nothing to do with it. As that's a tonight. sitting
2: president. <laughs> that's the problem. That's it's amazing. <laughs> this is what the
0: world has become. So yes, uh, yes, I don't it's... know. I'm glad that we can escape into the sports we're world here. and uh, <laughs> stick our head in the sand here and worry about whether Steph Curry is ice cold because he was zero for nine on three pointers. By the way, that prop bet that we mentioned yesterday, uh, you were right, Louis. You went with the over on Clay Thompson. Yes, three and a half made three pointers. He made five in the game. Clay, oh,
2: Thompson. he was off early. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, looking good I, for a yeah. while.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that until I uh, later on in the evening caught up with it on uh, Sports Center because. Uh, I just, I'm struggling to watch this uh, NBA brand of basketball. I mean, I know the Heat were in it, so it was a local angle, and people have passion for the local teams. And I, I, I've i been the biggest basketball fan my entire, I, I love basketball, every aspect of it. I mean, the smell of the ball, anything, I, you know, the, the schvitz that you develop, uh, I, I really just uh, enjoyed the game all, all the way through. Uh, when, when I was able to play it, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, never could I, I literally, Luby, I, I, if I drove by a park and there was a ball up in the air, I, I would stop and see if I could get into a game. That, that's how uh, much I was into the game of basketball. And it's it's literally, I know it sounds like an old geezer opinion, but it's pretty tough to watch. I mean, it, you're, you're looking at teams that were like five for 35 from yep. three-point range. You just keep chucking bombs up and doing nothing. Yep, yep. What What, what is that? I mean, it's not exciting. It, it really, it, it's getting like baseball. The Marlins put a shift on last night against uh, Schwarber, who obviously is a dead pull hitter and is in there just to jack home runs. And I mean, they didn't even have a guy. Miggy was just past the uh, left side of second base. Just, I mean, just over on the other side. And I believe he was the only guy on that side of the field. It, it really looked like one of those games where you uh, find a ballpark somewhere and you only have four guys, so you're yes, trying yes. to play home run derby. And, uh, you know, all three guys that are fielding are on the same side of the field. Right I don't understand how you don't
2: just, like, do a bunt, even if you've never bunted in your life. Like, just do something. <laughs>
0: guy throws a change-up. I mean, uh, just just slap the ball. And, and and literally, there's a guy, like, on third base well, with the uh, potential tying run, and, and this guy is going to hit into that shift. You have to be kidding me. He ended up striking out. Of course. Uh, Schwarberg against uh, Sandy Alcantara, who has oh, been dynamite been this box. year. And uh, again, I, I, although I, I do think Donnie Baseball left him in there uh, one inning too long, he, he had pitched seven brilliant innings. Uh, he, he's been going uh, the distance in games. I yeah, believe yeah. he went nine recently, and almost every start that he's made, he's gone seven innings of, of high quality. Not not just you know they call a six inning three run uh, you know chance. start, and, and that's known as a quality start. Which yes. I don't know is that that great? You giving up a run every other inning? Uh, I guess up. it's okay. <laughs> It's okay now, because go four. The barometer is certainly <laughs> low, for, for considering everybody strikes out and nobody gets on base. Yeah, you nobody know, yeah. even goes for a base hit. <laughs> how, how how basic, though, is this? I mean, uh, literally, uh, shortstop is behind second base, just to the left of second base. Everybody else, the entire – I didn't even see a left fielder. I don't even know if they had a guy in left field. And, and Schwarber, I mean, you, you can't tap one the other way to, to score a run. It's almost impossible to think. That, that you would allow a pitcher to either strike you out or force you to hit into this uh, ridiculous shift. And, and, and uh, once again, uh, my position on it, I, I think, should be, uh, uh, you know, basically a uh, baseball essential. How can you dictate how a team wants to defend somebody? You can't tell them, oh, no, you can't have uh, four guys over here on the infield. That's the thing. That I you're mean, going if, too if far. If the hitter's going to be dumb enough not to take advantage <laughs> of it or <laughs> incapable of taking advantage of it, then... Literally, I mean, if you hit the ball to the left side, any grounder to the left side, he could have run all day. He he might have had an inside-the-park home run. Schwarber on this. And, and uh, instead, you know, trying to juice one out of the park, even though there's a guy – I think there was a guy on third uh, with uh, two away. Might have been. I, I I don't know. I mean, they ended up, uh, you know, not getting a run in that situation. And then uh, the Phillies, unfortunately for the Marlins, uh, as soon as they brought in a reliever, Mattingly uh, let Alcantara pitch the eighth inning. He, he walked the first guy. And uh, then ended up uh, with, with guys on first and second. He got the double play grounder he needed, and then they lifted him, and they brought in this lefty who uh, ended up losing a ball game. I don't know if he lost the game, but he gave up a run, and then they gave up a uh, subsequent run in the ninth. If it wasn't for these uh, one-run losses, which uh, had kind of dissipated, uh, the Marlins would actually be having a decent season this year. Now, h- here's the thing, and this is how low our expectations are. They're having a decent season by their normal standard. Are they not? Because they're like four or five games. Yeah, they're around four. Maybe 500. four games under five hundred, yeah, and they've they're... been playing well of late. But really had nothing there last night. I I did say this, I, you know, and I got out there on the tennis court last night against Doctor Jerry. Nice. Uh, played very poorly. I was off a month layoff and not sure if I could move around because of this newly injected knee that that I've been favoring a little bit. Now that's been feeling a lot better, Luby. This, this was not cortisone that kicks in right away. This is some kind of a uh, lubricant gel scientific advancement that uh, even a guy that, you know, has a leg like Monty Stratton can feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, know now what the Monty Stratton story is all about. One well of them, aware of it. you referenced probably it. Probably one of the greatest uh, movies ever to be <laughs> featured on a rainout theater. The Monty Stratton story with Jimmy Stewart. And uh, Stewart must have made what? Uh, did he make uh, like a couple of hundred movies? Oh, he yeah. was in all of them. He was in every Any movie. The out there movie was Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> uh, he was an incarcerated guy that invented the uh, carbine, uh, you know, uh, shotgun. Uh, he was, uh, you know, Monty Stratton uh, and many other people. Jimmy Stewart. And it was always the same guy, right? I mean, uh, he essentially was the same guy in a variety of different oh, roles. Oh, yeah. That's the, that
2: was great about uh, Jimmy Stewart. And, like, he, he, he was just him yeah. <laughs> in every movie.
0: It wouldn't matter what he was playing, right? I mean, it's the same. Be like uh, trying to picture Jack Webb in a role uh, other than Joe Friday. <laughs> you just can't do it. Zippity do da, zippity eh. All right, so what did you make of this game last night? Turnovers? I mean, uh, that's going to be the word that's mentioned most often with the Boston Celtics. Uh, they were horrible early yeah, in the it was game. Weird. They, they was, I mean, just a series of bricks. Uh, it, it drove me away from the game. It wasn't that interesting.
2: Well, oh, and the Warriors and, couldn't uh, cash in. its You're not wrong. Yeah. It's like a lot of time we say these things after and people are like, oh, you're just being Monday morning quarterback. No, like I, you can watch the game going, yeah, this is – like."
0: It was dreadful. It was I
2: grew up, it's not like you're not going to shoot threes, fine. Even in my era where we were people were shooting threes, but the phrase live and die by the three is something that was taught to me from an early age. Like, you shoot a three if you have it, but either if you're covered or if it's not falling, stop shooting it. These guys don't give a damn. We're going to shoot it, and it's like, you guys, you're five for 20. <laughs> like, go to the basket. Yeah. Try and do something.
0: Uh, and, and, you know, All just shots up there without <laughs> conviction. Uh, Andrew Wiggins kind of came to the rescue of the Golden State Warriors last night. And the shooting percentage of uh, Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter of these games ha- has been despicable. Uh, just horrendous. I mean, uh, you're talking about a guy that uh, actually had a pretty good ball game uh, yesterday, although he started out flat as a Parisian runway model. I mean, that. it was awful in the early stages of that game. And so were the Boston Celtics. They were down like 22-8. to eight with I think three minutes or so uh in the first quarter, twenty-two to eight, and essentially that that was a ball game. They did get back into it. They actually oh, took no, a, lead. They got a lead, and yet you know, I mean, I, they they still had to work their way out of that carnage that occurred in the first quarter when they they could not hit anything, nothing, and they were jacking up three pointers, uh really getting uh, n- no great rhythm on their possession, but. Uh, They they would end up, you know, with a a fairly clean shot by a variety of different people uh, uh, from three point range and and couldn't make a single one. I mean, just brick after brick after brick after brick. Uh, This Yudoka, I mean, had to be ready to just hit himself in the head with a brick and uh, see if he could draw blood. (laughs) Like Dusty Rhodes popping a uh, capsule there uh, when he was in a, uh, a chokehold by uh, some, some villainous wrestler from the Midwest. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of boring. And uh, the three point shooting percentage for Golden State was nothing to, uh, you know, sit there and beat your chest about because uh, Steph Curry going 0 for 9, doesn't really excite the crowd. And uh, he, he looks like uh, all of the things that uh, you thought, my God, uh, when he was coming out of Davidson there uh, that they were saying about him, that uh, he could be pushed around there. And if he's going to have to force up shots from 40 feet, that uh, he, he's really not going to amount to much as a pro, which uh, couldn't be any further from the truth. I mean, the guy turned out to be a great player and you know, one of the, I mean, uh, was he maybe the best, what was he? The seventh or eighth pick that year? Yeah. Was like the seventh in, pick in the draft?
2: He's behind two other guards, Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Rubio's at least had a nice I mean, long Johnny career. Johnny
1: Flynn, Flynn, Syracuse. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a whiff job that was. Who, who made that call? Uh, the T Wolves took job job in both. In Remember sports? the
2: T Wolves took both Ricky Rubio and like Johnny Flynn. Like they both. I think. I think. I think they took two guards, and neither was Steph Curry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine it: the Minnesota Timberwolves whiffing on Steph Curry. What would have yeah, happened? What would that now? have been? No, he, he couldn't possibly have wanted to stay in Minnesota because uh, ah. uh, look, uh, unless you're into frostbite. That is not a great place to be. Uh, We discovered that. uh, We we try to have a good time. We're we're always very busy when we were doing those radio road deals. And we try to take in uh, a little bit of a taste of the city. Uh, It's not always easy to do, right? Because you're running around like a maniac. Uh, We were doing, uh, what, like 20 interviews a day. And by the time we got out of there and schlepped at a hotel, uh, you were thinking, uh, let's grab something to eat. And, And we're right back at it, especially like West Coast time. Where uh, you know, or any time change? I mean, uh, doing this an hour earlier in the morning when we started at six, Luby put us in, uh, you know, a very uncomfortable un- and undesirable position in terms of, uh, you know, get- getting a decent night's sleep before you go back to work the next day and do more of the same. But uh, Minnesota, wow, I mean, we did get around there a little bit. We got to a Timberwolves game. And yes. That was kind of interesting. Crowd there very different. It's not Madison Square. <laughs> You go in and, What's the name of that arena? I have no idea. And I don't feel oh, ashamed so. anymore, as I've said many times, to not know the names of no, arenas really anymore because they year seem now. to change I, I mean, I to almost really. on a weekly basis. And uh, with all of the corporate naming, it's not like you're talking about uh, Crosley Field uh, or the uh, Polo Grounds. I mean, you're talking about the, uh, you know, uh, Bell Telephone or whatever. So... Um, but but that arena was weird. Oh, it's still the, the Target
1: Center. It's still the Target Center. I think it's been the Target, target center, center for a long time, actually.
0: As in Target, the uh, I think so. Uh, I think uh, Department Store. Yeah, <laughs> Cheapo. Target
2: Center. Yes, I presume it's after that Target. That would make the okay. most sense.
0: Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of you know it's a bargain department store, is it not? I mean, you're going in there, you're not expecting Macy's prices.
2: No, no, it's a bargain store for sure. It's just of the two, people consider Target, you know, nicer than Walmart. So that's why when you said the cheapy one, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess it is. But people feel I'll give you
0: a scary one uh, about the economy, uh, Louie. Yes. Yesterday, the Mustang, uh, oh. she, she buys uh, like uh, this uh, chicken for the dogs, right? Uh, cooks it up. We add it to the food that we give them. And uh, so anyway, uh, she tells me she's at Whole Foods. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, immediately horror story. Uh, you know, let me see if I can get a quit claim deed on the house. <laughs> put up for a pack of groceries. And she tells me that the price of this particular chicken she buys, which is like, you know, thighs, boneless thighs or something, uh, was cheaper at Whole Foods than it was at the local supermarket. Oh, public probably. In South
2: yeah, Whole Foods has done some stuff with the prices in Publix right now. It's
0: insane. How, how is that possible? I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, shopping at the grocery store that, uh, you know, is the most common and, uh, you know, uh, most convenient uh, here in South Florida it shouldn't be like going to the gift shop at the Ritz-Carlton and having your girlfriend <laughs> pick out a very expensive purse. Yeah, exactly. You close your eyes like it's, you're shopping for jewelry. <laughs> I I'll never forget that. That was one of the scariest incidents of my romantic life. <laughs> and it wasn't like I was any great romantic, but uh, I happened to have a little capital at the time. And I had, like, a platinum American Express card. So you could pretty what much charge whatever I know, you know my want. wife has that. Shirley has that. So, um, well, well, this was in the past. That's since been rescinded many times <laughs> over. <laughs> I think they're still hounding me for the dime I had stiffed them on because they uh, canceled my card. While I was out of town with no uh, announcement whatsoever, after I'd been a customer and paid every bill on time for, like, 15 years, all of a sudden, uh, my credit score had taken a little bit of a dip there. Because I had no money. But, uh, yeah, so I'm I i um, I'm standing at the counter, right? We're in the Bellagio shops. Bellagio, when it first opened up. Oh, good Bellagio. for you. Bellagio shops. And I didn't realize, you know, you're feeling it out with a, a new companion, a new girl in this case, and you don't really know what her tastes are. Uh, but you're hoping they're not expensive. Correct? I mean, Goodness. that's your first. You should the have first an idea. desire is that she would much <laughs> prefer the knockoff, you know, Gucci bag oh, than, than she would the real thing, because it only leads to the possibility of losing the real thing. It's kind of like the karma I feel about, you know, having a gun is, is that if I don't carry one, uh, maybe there's a good chance I don't run into one. No, nah, not anymore. That's probably a stupid it's an thought. I don't know, you know, if, I don't
1: what, know if it's
0: justifiable. Oh, these gun laws aren't too restrictive. No, no. I mean, uh, look, we're obviously big advocates for uh, anything good that's going on. In that direction, but uh, so so we get in there and uh, uh, or, or she uh, decides to go in and, and we're in this Judith Lieber shop. I don't know if you're familiar with the designer Judith Lieber. Sounds like a nice Jewish girl, doesn't it? Like it you sounds think like it's going to be expensive I, I as hell. I don't want to say anything uh, you know, that would endanger my status as being a Jewish person. It but, sounds uh, like it's going to be sounds expensive. sounds like you're going to get stuff that's at a reasonable price. Let's put it that way. Reasonable yeah. price. I think Boca. <laughs> I think a different kind of Jewish woman. Well, and there's two schools of thought there, right? <laughs> uh, there are the Jewish girls that would just uh, as, uh, you know, prefer going to Schmatero as they would, uh, you know, going to, like, the shops on Worth Avenue. Yeah. Well, Is that true? <laughs>
2: they I, exist. I, I'm sure. I want to
0: believe that. I, I believe don't that. know if
2: I've come across those as much as the Jewish girls again that Greek refers to and that you've referred oh, but to. But Greek
0: has a very soiled opinion about uh, Jewish women. Because, no, but I'm uh, saying no, I'm not I'm talking about before when he was rolling in res- dough. They fleeced him for a lot of. Time. That's what I'm saying. Why.
2: Like he's lived in the Boca, you know, area for a long time. You meet a certain oh, kind yeah. of Jewish well, that'll,
0: person. <laughs> that'll taint your opinion also. And that's what I would see if
2: we're going to uh, the Bellagio. So we're in Vegas and we're going to the Vegas shops. She's not (laughs) me. (laughs) Judith uh, Lever. Look her up, Judith Lever. I've heard of her. (laughs) Good luck.
0: (laughs) All right. So anyway, uh, you know, she finds something and and, uh, it looked like it was going to be about three sticks, which I wasn't really happy with because I was losing money at the time. And, and, you know, any degenerate gambler knows that uh, the last thing you want to do when you're losing and you've cut into your bankroll is to go shopping with a woman in an expensive place. All right. So for me, I mean, 300 for a purse is a ridiculous amount of money anyway. What do you think, Luby?
2: I agree. And that's what's funny is that's nothing now. Who needs
0: a $300 bag that they're going to carry around and probably leave at the bar because they've had too many martinis and, you know, are not particularly happy with the fact that you're still at the blackjack table (laughs) while they've been sitting there for four hours and they get up in a huff and they leave the $300 bag sitting there just to spite you.
2: Yeah, 100%. That purse is not getting kept. Something bad is happening with that purse. Especially if you are the one that bought it. That's getting used as something to piss you off one day.
0: 100%. Or be hitting the head with. Yes. I mean, uh, it's possible. <laughs> here's, your, here's your fucking purse. <laughs> the one you kept whining about on the plane all the way back that you had to exactly. buy this purse. <laughs> all right. So it, it gets worse, though, uh, and, and, and This was a shocker for me at the time. <laughs> so um anyway, I, I go to the counter to pay for this purse. So what I think I'm paying for, and uh, this is uh, three sticks. And, uh, the lady runs my credit card and then she hands me a thing to sign and I start to sign it, you know, with my not even <laughs> looking. <laughs> hey, yeah. Like this doesn't mean anything to me. The 300. See that sweetheart? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I was about to sign for six thousand. <laughs> six thousand. That's and what there I'm was telling another you. Another purse that some lady had left on the counter after probably finding out that it was six times. And she thought that was the one that I was buying. Man, I know for this particular woman, and and uh, I mean, it's almost like, and this was a technique that came back to haunt me in this case. Uh, you know, where uh, I, I learned this when I was a vendor at Shea. Like, if a little kid came up and he wanted a hat, Daddy, Daddy, I want a hat. You put the hat on the kid's head right away, <laughs> and there's no way that old man's taking it yeah, off, no even way. though at the time these hats, like uh, embroidered and uh, fitted caps. But with like the the New York Mets logo, I literally embroidered right into the thing. This was not some patch on deal. Yeah, the nice hats. The gas station. Yeah, the good ones. Beautiful man. I mean, uh, Tom Seaver w- w- was wearing the same freaking hat. Yeah, and the would be a little bigger than uh, little Johnny, but uh, and and you know, there it was a dollar fifty, which at the time was like uh, oh you know, <laughs> it was a little steep. <laughs> That's
2: crazy. Imagine it. When I was growing up, those were twenty. And now I think they're thirty something. <laughs> <laughs> but once
0: you put the cap on a kid's oh, head, yeah, the kid's head, the father's buying it, right? And, and the most expensive item was the autographed baseball. Dig this now. And it was not really autographed by the team. It was called a reasonable oh, facsimile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually, I believe, uh, this was, you know, in, in a very primitive time in terms of making copies of things, I, I think they put it like in a photostat machine.
2: I was going to say they did it with computers when I was growing up, so I don't know what the hell they yeah. did back in the 60s.
0: Or 70s. I'm not sure. It was uh, some archaic method, you know, like a guy with a sledgehammer and a sweaty (laughs) hand, you know, putting Mark seven productions into a block of cement. I mean, it was very primitive. Those were three bucks, three bucks for that. And it was the most expensive item that we carried on the souvenir stand in the baseball season. And it was considered an outrage, but you would immediately toss the ball to the kid who would run out of the stadium, and then the old man had no choice but to pay for it. So this comes <laughs> back to haunt me, this whole principle, <laughs> because now the $6,000 bag looks like I personally upgraded it because no. I'm a man of great taste no, no. and was more than willing to spend six times on, like, a first-time starter. I mean, this uh, we're in our maiden race, our maiden voyage out of town together. makes me sick. <laughs> it was bad enough to-, to get, I mean... <laughs> On a hook for three sticks. I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, it, it can happen that, that uh, you go 100%. out there and, uh, you know, get snookered yes. uh, in, in a situation like that. So, uh, how this relates to the basketball game? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know where we started and how go got we got there. Started but, with yeah. <laughs> but
2: I agree with you. It's scary, and it is scary the way that the three pointer has gone out of control. You see, Andy says this a lot. Our, our Andy man in the chat. I'm glad Julian yeah. found us. So I guess everyone's found us that was already with us and and more finding us. Um, but like, it shouldn't. The it makes sense they're shooting more because it's worth more. So. But it's worth way too much more. It's worth 50% more. Well, mathematically, if you were more. going
0: to be a 50% shooter, you only have to shoot 33 But it shouldn't be worth 50%
2: more because you can take a step in, which is pretty much the same shot, and it's worth two. Like, it shouldn't be worth that much more, like two and a half. Or they should move it back. Like, you and I have talked about it. either move you it want back. You
0: half points in a basketball? Uh,
2: or move it back then. Like, it's too easy of a shot for what it's worth. Like, that's why they're all chucking it. They have to do something. Uh,
0: see, I, I don't know that the NBA three, to me, uh, is an easy shot. I mean, the pros are making it. They're not necessarily making any overwhelming uh, favorable percentage. Uh, is there anybody that shoots 50% from three-point range? I think
2: Steph was. I think Steph at some point this year did.
0: 50% from so three-point yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, uh, you know, it, you'll see occasionally guys that, that are leading the league in three-point shooting percentage, and, and they're hovering around 50. Believe it or not, Colin Corver, the guy who never, never I never saw cover. make a shot. <laughs> uh, one year, I think when he was with the Cavs with LeBron James, and he became their, their three-point specialist, uh, or at least part-time three-point specialist, because yeah. uh, he, he wasn't playing a ton of minutes, I don't think. But when he came in there, I mean, his role was to uh, run to the corner. And after they triple team LeBron, uh, James very good and rifling passes into the corner. And he, he I think, happens to like it if, if the guy hits the shot. But uh, you're going to be so wide open, I, I think he can about 50% one year. Kyle corver what's the leading all time on a reasonable, you know, a, a number of shots that would yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find that, qualifying for the shooting percentage staff, title. It
2: says it's 38 percent career. I'm trying to get his season percent. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's career. I mean, you know, so there were certain years I'm sure. So was, so you know. that's
0: uh, barely over the average that you would need to make to uh, accommodate uh, just taking a bunch of two point shots. Uh, I, I guess the five percent differential uh, would be significant enough. It, it certainly seems like uh, you know th- this kid has, has made a killing. Is he all time what? I mean, does he have the most three point shots uh, made lifetime? I, I believe I he think does. so.
2: Well, Kerr, Steve Kerr, their coach, has from what I'm seeing here, has the all time uh percentage record at forty five percent.
0: That's it. That's the highest anyway in the remember, He, he shot a, a
2: lot less. So he it actually probably would help him shooting less, because he would have a better chance at making them. Whereas if you're shooting ten, you're not you know, who knows what you're gonna make. He would shoot like what, three to and, and it was a different era too, where you shot list threes?
0: Curse threes were always uh, very well timed. it was yeah, so uh, perfectly you know, timed. Very was usually much open. within you know the concept of what you would anticipate for a guy that was a three point shooting specialist, where he never had the ball. Yeah. Uh, and you know it got jacked around the horn, or uh, you know Michael Jordan uh, when he was with the Bulls, uh, and uh, later on, uh, you know in San Antonio, uh, it, he was always the guy that would would spot right up at the three point line, catch a pass, and, and put it yeah, in. He wasn't jacking up ten or no. eight. Well, and, and he, he wasn't, you know, taking contested threes while dribbling the basketball around six guys yeah, yeah, yeah. and then chucking it up from 47 feet. But mean, that was, like, was like, squaring up to the basket, ready to go uh, from uh, either the wing or the corner or the top of the key. And he was very competent from all five spots, as I remember. Like
2: That was my thing with Steph last night. Like, I get it. He makes longer threes. But even for him, they're usually 30 foot, which is ridiculous. Yeah. He was shooting like 35 footers last night when
0: he was clearly off. And he was just jacking Open 9, it. yeah. Short, too. Everything was short. Yeah, it was right
2: short. Then. It was like, what are you doing, bud? Come on, man. Yeah. Like, do something else.
0: <laughs> like, like maybe on. this uh, leg injury <laughs> was bothering him more. than I don't night. know. Yeah, let on.
2: It was just gross. Both teams were doing it. They were just jacking it up. And it was like, what game is this? Like,
0: All right, so so, what do you expect? Now, the next game is not till Thursday. Nah, don't I tell know. me that game seven potentially would be Sunday. I presume. That's Is that what I would possible? Think. Wow. Of course. I, I mean, that's another week do. of this shot. I almost said shit. You can. You can say shit. Yes, this shit. <laughs> another week of this shit. That, that's what we're looking at. I mean, I, I was once the biggest basketball fan. I, I, I did. I, I lost interest in the game. I, I told you, I'm kind of rooting for the Celtics in the series. Although, you know, if uh golden state wins, I, I applaud the fact that, uh, you know, they've done it again, won another championship. Uh, and, and it didn't look like this was going to be uh, their year. Cause uh, Phoenix was so uh, superior during the regular season uh, to virtually everybody. And you thought that they had the goods after knocking on the door last year to go all the way, and sure enough, they ran into all kinds of problems once they got to the playoffs. What, what happened to Chris Paul, man? Is he even in commercials anymore?
2: No, I have no. I know they, they
0: took, <laughs> I know they took Phil's ads away, but he signed with the Saudis. Well, what did Chris Paul do besides have a couple of lousy games in a playoff series for the Phoenix Suns? I
2: don't know. He's. I think. How did they in, lose
0: to Dallas? Hey, either. I mean, that, that was ridiculous.
2: Well, now they're questioning Aiton. So like, look, it's it's been a really weird playoffs. Like it, it feels they were like
0: great though. No one questioned Aiton during. I mean, right up until uh, the postseason, Ayton was great. I agree. Right. It was like, wow, look at the maturing. This guy, and and yeah, he, he seems grown. to have a great uh, personality and, and persona and an attitude and approach to the game. Uh Devin Booker was uh, terrific but uh you no know, I mean uh, while he's a big star he, he doesn't seem to uh, portray a guy that has an overwhelmingly inflated head does he Who, your, Devin your Booker guy, he's Booker. got his own unique style he's no. kind of cool no, uh but you know he, he's very gracious uh, in uh, in interviews and things like that uh, yeah, you He's know not he's the kind of guy that says yeah you see that you see what I did No no he's not ego guy that's never been his yeah. thing
2: he's hard yeah. and hustle oh. and he's working hard guy
0: Yeah so what happened there man I've, all of a I sudden, know. all of a sudden, everybody says they suck.
2: Well, that's but that's the thing. That's what it feels like. This whole playoffs has been, and that's why it's been so seesaw. I feel like everyone sort of picks a game, and then the next game they take off. Like no one's played consistent. Like the Warriors were the one team I thought was finally consistent, and they've been totally erratic in these playoffs
0: and these finals. Yeah.
2: Like it's been a disaster in these finals. They
0: certainly look beatable. Uh, it isn't like, uh, I mean, to, to have that easy start that they got off to because uh, Boston literally could not make a shot. No, they couldn't yeah, hit the I side
2: mean, of a barn. Like I'm like, yo, the fact yeah. that it's a 12-point game right now, if you're the Warriors, you should be freaking out. The Celtics sucked yes. the first quarter.
0: Horrible. They were Horrible bad. first quarter. And it was like 10 points. I'm like, uh, what I mean, are you guys doing? at least 10 minutes <laughs> worth of it. Yeah, they, they were just a disaster. And, uh, you know, they, they were still 11 down at halftime. That so it wasn't like they made any uh, great advances in the second quarter when it seemed the like they might be getting it together a little bit. Uh, and, and then by the third quarter, I, I was thinking, uh, I can't watch any more missed three-point shots. I mean, uh, I may as well just go out to the park in the dark and start <laughs> hoisting them up there <laughs> and uh, listen to it see it. if, uh, you know, <laughs> something goes through the net, you know, <laughs> or or the usual <laughs> clank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> About in the midst of all of that poor three-point shooting, uh, Poole makes that bank shot from 50 feet. Yeah, exactly. Also, <laughs> I mean, it's so it's just arbitrary, bizarre, uh, you know, luck deciding these basketball games. I- I- I'm expecting, though, I-, I think Boston bounces back and forces a seventh game, which... Would be, uh, what, uh, do they play that next year? Yeah, it'll be in August. <laughs> it will be the first three-season and In the middle of the pre- NFL preseason. Did the, the, the season start late or something? What the hell is no. going on out here, man? I'm going to be 71 before they complete the finals. The, look, and the Which professor July said 5th. this
2: a couple of weeks ago to me, and I, I sort of agreed with him where he was like, look, we have nothing else going on. Let him stretch it out. And I get it, but, like, yeah. a three-week finals? <laughs> it's like, <That's> insane, right? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: Mike Breen, man, he's losing his teeth. He's got, his hair. What do you mean he's
2: gotten COVID and come back from it? <laughs> like that's how long? <laughs> that's how long it was. Like,
0: uh, is Joe Girardi going to become a broadcaster again now that he's out at Philadelphia? What do you think?
2: Wait, did they say I what happened he, there? He was kind of he was, was
0: kind of he there as a uh, broadcaster. What do you think of Joe Girardi? No, he doesn't say anything.
2: But I'm saying, okay, have they said what happened, or he's just Girardi? This is what he does. Like, I don't get it. I I, I know they weren't I great, know. but. Yeah. They're sort, of, they're sort of in it. The NL East hasn't been spectacular. Oh,
0: they, they were just on a, like a nine-game winning streak. It was snapped the other day. Yeah, so was I don't get by the Marlins? <laughs> it might have been.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't get, like, I know he wasn't doing great, but I don't understand it's the middle of the season. Like, when do they just fire guys like that? Unless they're, like, the worst in the league. Like, I get it why they got rid of Madden. The Angels had lost yeah. 14 in a row. Like, you got to
0: do something. Yeah, they were, they were looking bad. Like, the Phillies uh... weren't that yeah, and, you know, the Angels uh, tried to position themselves to be uh, contenders. Yeah, they so money. That, that was a, a double failure, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Girardi uh, had been known to wear out his welcome in, in places. Uh, you know, rightfully so, probably with the Marlins. I, I don't know. Uh, was he a bit of a bitter guy when he was with the Yankees all of those years? Uh, you know, it seemed like the there last was always contention there. But, uh, <laughs> but there always is uh, with the Yankee managers. Although this year... Yes, Everybody seems bliss. to be very happy. Uh, you're not hearing the usual Aaron Boone uh, attacks. Oh, no. Which are, are, are you know, uh, on a daily basis, there are, there are like thousands of people that believe that Aaron Boone has no business being a baseball manager except this year. Yeah, man. Not at all of their pitchers, their starters, <laughs> are lights out. And, uh, you know, their, their hitters are, are, you know, the eighth guy in the lineup. Like Hector Lopez has 20 home runs already this year. Unbelievable. Hector checked out, though. Yes, I, all- I'm I'm, I don't think Hector
2: Lopez still plays. <laughs> I think he's dead.
0: <laughs> Number 11, Hector Lopez. <laughs> Lopez. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, Hispanic influences, man, I mean, is there anything better than that crown at Highly oh, Park? No. How great is that? Not even close. See, you need to spice up your life a little bit, man. Uh, you know, all these people that walk around depressed. Uh, we, we had a little bit of this with Mayo yesterday, right? Yeah, what was uh, that? Only won $700. <laughs> a winning a hundred. weekend. We were happier for him than he was. He won a dime, <laughs> this guy. He's bummed out. <laughs> I love Mayo, but geez, come on, Mike! Snap out of it. Get a little uh, salsa vibe going in your yeah, body. You. Start thinking positive, and realizing that uh, the place that you pick up that vibe, like no other casino. I'm going to say this uh, without qualification in the world. That vibe is that highly apart. The people are dancing, <singing> because uh, they're making money in a casino. Steve Calabro wouldn't have it any other way beautifully appointed i mean you walk in there it's just it's the perfect blend the perfect infusion uh, the cohesion of old and new my friend i mean just absolutely great uh the uh ground still impeccable and, and they uh, bring you back all of the great memories that you had of going to the races there at hialeah park uh, which were many for me i, I really had like uh, some of my best uh, experiences were at hialeah park uh, you know there was that thing on the rooftop too with the uh, girl that was the the hostess there. Uh, no, I mean, uh, it, it was great. I, I loved it. I, I a lot of great memories. And uh, then, of course, uh, when you go in there, you're, you're creating all new uh, situations to have fun. Champion Casting Room, my personal favorite in terms of uh, any place to go and bet the ponies. Just great screen to screen action. Uh, you see how they have the screen set up there, Libby. Is it perfect yeah, for me? It's perfect for everybody. Wouldn't I, you? I, I only have to look in one direction the entire time. <laughs> Straight ahead. <laughs> And then they have plenty of self-betting machines, so, uh, you know, you're not fumbling over people. Come on, hey, I want to bet Pimlico. It's going off. Can I get in there? It's none of that, man. And then they have plenty of tellers also, and they they know how to punch tickets, uh, which is a big thing. I mean, you have experienced people there, so you're not having to look and go, oh, no, I set the fairgrounds. <laughs> As the race is going off, and you have two 80-to-one shots boxed for $50, right? Another stick right out the window because of a teller mistake experienced people it's great so uh, you're gonna love every aspect of it and uh, frank fiore wouldn't have it any other way the Brunettis yes, wouldn't have it any other way uh, dennis testa wouldn't have it any other way how does he keep the ground so impeccable this dennis testa it's just incredible it. uh, you owe it to yourself i mean and, and if you're having a private party or anything like that they can handle all these affairs highlyapark.com great website with all the entertainment that goes on haven't heard an announcement yet about uh, the next el boxeo yeah, well, i I've talked to frankie because i'm ready that was a blast man wow, I want to see that kid again, man, in the uh, snakeskin shorts, whose name I uh, never really fully uh, got a grasp of, but uh, wow, he, he looked good, man. He reminded me of my man uh, Leo Santa Cruz in the early days of Santa Cruz's career. Boom, boom. Two times to the body, then upstairs. Really good. Fast hands and, uh, you know, impact punches, right? Knock that guy out with a body punch. Yep, yep. And and, and the guy was one of those veteran guys that, uh, you know, could take a punch. He, yep. he knows that he's in there to go some rounds there and And challenge this kid a little bit, then wow, a very, very, very sensational performance. And that wasn't even that Abreo kid. Did you see him?
2: Yeah, he was good. Well, there was like four or five fights in a row. Like you had to get. Leave I alone. get early, rolling because
0: like... the Stang was rolling in the casino there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that and could... she was up. And you're like, let's
2: get the. Ken and I were like, yeah, that's a good move on his part to get the hell out of here while she's still up.
0: Yeah, I think we made eight sticks that night.
2: It was great. So that's the thing is, like, they had, like, four or five fights in a row that were really good. And Professor and I were like, yeah, I don't think we're leaving. <laughs> like, this is legit. Like, the fights were really good, which you
1: is
0: yeah, rare yeah.
2: on a card like that.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we had to uh, bail out. But, uh, no, that, that was great. I'm looking forward to the next one. What a perfect setting, too. Uh, it was, uh, you know, just a beautiful evening out there, although, uh, you know, off in the background there, there's always something right in-, in South Florida where all of a sudden you hear this loud clap of thunder and you're thinking, oh, my God, no, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there is a God in heaven and uh, John Bernini Sr. Ha- has any influence, don't let it rain on his parade. And it did. not it, it was great. I-, I think uh, John Sr. was involved in that that yeah, decision yeah. There, uh, to make sure that the people just had a good time. They always uh, take care of every detail, even if it involves divine intervention. That's what it's all about. Beautiful, highly apart. All right, we're coming back with more of the Defoe Show. Jeff Deforest, Mike Luby Lubitz. It's South Florida Live. Uh, I, I need to send out the link to. Uh, I, took, of our I mean, they
2: here. can look up Luby. the Defoe Show with Luby. They can look up Mike Mayo's Lunchbox either on YouTube or Google, and you will find us. Like yeah. it works, but the link is the okay. best way because I'll, they don't have to do any work. Like they can just click the link, click subscribe, and then you will get. Updates of the show—you get when we're premiering. You'll get everything we're doing with South Florida Live. The Greek started his foray on South Florida Live yesterday. Gave his oh, picks. Yeah?
1: Oh, nice. And I
2: think I think he won outright. I think he had. Oh, what did, oh no, he might have got Steph wrong. He had. Oh no, he had Steph under. It was thirty in the hook, and he went under for Steph. And Steph was definitely under. Okay. And he yeah. had the Warriors first half, and I think they were laying a point, and they were up by like double digits. So he's off to a two zero yeah. start.
4: They
0: took the first half by eleven. So, uh, oh, very good. Two and zero to Greek man. Yep, yep, yep. All right, good. I'm glad he's joined us. Uh, I actually, I'm going to get in touch and uh, we're going to expand uh, all of the different things that we do here on the channel, which is kind of cool because uh, it's always been of interest to me. Uh, we have the Mike Mayo lunchbox going right now, and uh, uh, maybe I finally get my uh, pasta and pony show. Yes,
2: th- well, that would be great. I will, while, I'm hoping that's the way we can get Polyman. And it took literally the Greek and I did it by ourselves. Uh, it yeah. took no time. Like, if I can just get Polyman to learn how to handle his email. <laughs>
1: like...
2: <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to be able to uh, join you this week. <laughs> the show's really good. It's really funny.
0: No, we love the Polyman. We do, and I miss him. Me, uh, I that, miss that is him. the second <laughs> most often asked question uh, by anybody in South Florida. The first would be, why is it so fucking hot here? Yep. And the second would be, hey, what's going on with the Polyman? Yep. Right, you were at the track. How many yes. how many polyman inquiries were there? I mean, uh, you, you would have thought he was in the stewards box. <laughs> it's <was> unbelievable. <laughs> it was another inquiry about the polyman, uh, and and it's a routinely asked question. So uh, we we hope to bring them to you uh, shortly here. And um, I, I I think I, I want to end up doing a, a little music thing. I think well, there's, I,
2: well, that's what I was thinking. It's funny you thought about that. And I I reached out to he's French Mr. World Tour bit. now, so he doesn't have time for us. But I'm hoping he still is checking out what we do, because he was always, he listened to our podcast daily, the one and only Albert Castillo Mr. Grammy himself. Oh, so, Albert, yeah. So I was like, there's got to be Defo's dream. We can now make it happen, because these guys can be in their yep. studio, set up a computer, and I can bring we'll them live. Feeling, my friend, yeah. You know, no, and I, we'll I, I so was like, okay, cool. This is the way to do it, and then I haven't heard from him, so I'll leave that to you.
0: Maybe punch <laughs> on you know, once a week, and, uh, you know, exactly. we'll uh, run it. Uh, well, like, what's his name's house? house.
2: Like, like, we'll still, I don't mind stealing from, you know, Hall of Famer, like, when they go to the garage, it's the same kind of a thing, you know. And we could just yeah, go,
0: put no, a- it, it'll be great. There, there are a lot of great artists. And out you have a lot of local. We, we wouldn't even you have to move with. around. Yep. And then uh, you know, guys come in internationally, uh, especially to uh, places like the Funky Biscuit. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Crazy Uncle Mike's uh, also uh, features a lot of bands. Uh, Kelly Brothers uh, has different guys coming in, uh, but uh, yeah, Funky Biscuit alone uh, brings in all kinds of. Uh, acts from all over the country and all over the world. So, uh, well, it's something know, that I've been watching uh, to a lot. on
2: TikTok, and we do have a uh, so, South Florida Live TikTok, we have a South Florida Live Facebook, we have South Florida Live uh, Instagram and Twitter, and it's at Slow Fly Live underscore. I, 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 I've come upon this channel where it's actors interviewing actors. And it's the yeah. most interesting shit because they're weirdly honest with each other. Sure. And they ask great yeah. questions. So I'm like, I would love to hear musicians. And that's why Daryl's House so, is great. That
0: was my idea today, yeah. I love yeah, that. Actually. Like, I'm like, damn, that would be uh, great to hear Albert a, uh, talk to all, to all these cheer, guys. Mike, uh, whatever. Like, Yeah, from uh, one of my uh, friends here on a local music scene. Uh, the great Drew Preston, who's uh, got a wild experience uh, all over the world with different artists. Plays a uh, whale of a guitar himself. And I uh, was thinking, geez, why don't we... Have musicians interview musicians. Great. That'd idea. be awesome. I love that. Yeah. Just talking about uh, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, we're, we're coming back with more here on the Defoe Show. Uh, a lot of plans, though, for uh, South Florida Live. Uh, Luby, I, I believe Luby has the rights to the channel here. I don't so, have uh, any rights. We need to
2: get rights, actually. So sh- <laughs> That's what I'd have to uh-oh. work on. So talk to someone you know.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be owned by anybody. Yeah, I don't want to so, be owned by anybody. That's yeah. my thing. <laughs> Too old for that. No, and it's great because you, you can create your own thing yep. without having, uh, you know, a whole large uh, capital investment. I mean, it used to cost thousands yep. just to uh, do the post-production on, on like a half-hour television show. There, it was uh, unless you had free time in a studio, you were essentially not going to be able to independently get into this business where, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to do now. So uh, maybe our time has come. That, that's always uh, something positive. So, to think. All right. Now, I'll get into this stuff. Uh, the U.S. Open. I'm going to go in the pool, and I believe I'm going to bet Cameron Smith at 22 to 1 Okay, for your degenerate sickos out there. Isn't he, like, top that's five? The the, that's the guy with the mullet, yes, the crazy yes. guy with the mullet from Australia. Yeah, but right? he's actually really and, and, good, right? Isn't he, like, actually rated pretty excellent. high? No, he, he's been a factor uh, in all of the big tournaments that he's played in, and, you know, he, he seems due to crack through. Uh, he, he seems to have the right kind of disposition that he wouldn't be uh, putting one on the hospitality tent on 18 or going Vanderbilt if he was in a position to uh, win the thing uh, he seems to have a pretty good composure out there um uh, you know I I, I I give him a shot 22 to 1 now I saw yeah, that that's great 20, oh 22 God. to 1 no no you know McElroy's like 11 to 1 and and you would have to think that McElroy would be a, a rational favorite to win this this John Rahm has fallen off the uh cliff and, uh, somewhere. I, I don't know what happened to him. He won his one major, and then that was it. Kaputski, right? Yep. Remember that? He was making all these twisting, turning putts, and, yep. uh, you know, from all over the place. It was like, whoa, look at that!
2: Yeah, the Duke Left w- to right! To left to right! The Duke was on him super early, and he would, like, always be in contention in any sort of, like...
0: Yeah. And then he started winning a couple of tournaments, and then he won a, a major. But since that time, that, that was last year sometime. And uh, he, he has not been a, a big factor, but uh, usually is uh, very low odds. Uh, of course, uh, you know uh, Scheffler is going to be among the favorites. I think he was fourteen to one. But but I think about it, you, you had a guy. I, I, I think Scheffler is due to have a, a little cooling off period. No, uh, that that was too hot of a pace for any PGA golfer to sustain. And you have the very interesting component here of these live guys coming back to compete in uh, the U.S. Open that gets underway on, on Thursday. So it's kind of like, in some ways, the scab football players coming yes. back, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the PGA Tour guys have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, form the picket lines. And, and, and these guys are going to walk right through it. Right. And, yeah. and they're going to act like it's all OK. But as we were talking about earlier with, with the money thing, um, you know, uh, can you really look at Charles Schwartzel? I don't think he's in this, but, uh, you know, I think that guy just won five million for winning a tournament against uh, 47 other guys. And I beat a field of one hundred and fifty six yeah. of the best <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I mean, you know, and a lot of these guys, you know, are kind of, I don't want to say washed up has but when is Ian Poulter going to win another tournament? Never. They're washed up has That's the whole thing. Right? <laughs> when it when gets uh, is he on the senior tour already, Poulter, the guy with the weird pants? Probably. I haven't heard his name in a long time. Looks like Rod Stewart with a golf club. <laughs> Ian Poulter. You know that guy? <laughs> yes, yes. It was late September and I really should be back at school. You know, you can almost hear him saying that, uh, singing that as he comes down the fairway there, if he happens to be in in contention. All right. We'll get into this because it's an interesting issue. And now, very shortly after uh, the sparks started to fly with all of these defectors and it was finally defined who they are. Now, Phil yesterday had a press conference where, I mean, he, he was labeled as looking despondent. But, I mean, is that just a great acting job? How despondent can you be with the 200 million? You already decided that it wasn't worth Whatever uh, level of integrity uh, that, that, that you wanted to present yourself as having, you know, for all this charitable stuff that you do and all of the sponsors that you formerly represented. Because, <laughs> I mean, they dropped off like flies when Phil signed up with the Saudis. That was it. Right. I won't see Phil in any Cadillac commercials. All right, uh, we're coming back with more in a moment. We'll get into that in a little bit and, and uh, a bunch of other things uh, that are happening in the uh, world of sports. Jeff DeForest, uh, Mike Luby, Lubitz, uh, and it's South Florida Live. Uh, so the music show, we put that on the uh, burner. I am ready, right? man.
2: Let's go. I am ready for all yeah, of that. That'll professors. be nice. Got it. I got his noodle working. I've talked to uh, Miss Kim Ru- we have again. Food you know, we're trying to get oh, yeah. every. I am trying to get you know. We want to get women. It's very much what we were doing with Defo Radio, but today where we can actually do it. So. The idea is to get all walks of life involved. Of what, South Florida is an area that, like you've said it for years, no one understands it. That's not from here, and even the people from here don't understand it. There's so It's its own animal, and the idea is to bring it all together right here at South Florida Live.
0: I, I believe it's phenomenal, though. I mean, I know. There's uh, nothing there's like not, it. I mean, uh, look, uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, they say, hey, why, why don't you, like, uh, move to Melbourne or something? I, I, I would I would blow my brains out, if I like, even though, you know, I could sell this joint, go up there, probably live right on a the beach there for about half the money. Yep. Have a bunch of cash in the bank and, uh, you know, live happily ever after going to the dog track with my friend Francesco every day. But think about that. I mean, that's that's not, a, you know, a great, you know, a sort of colorful and, uh, you know, adventurous life. Not, not that I'm yep. all that adventurous, but uh, here it, it's so easy to do everything. That, that's yep. the beauty of South Florida for the most part. Yeah. I mean, unless you cross into Dade County and you're <laughs> trying to beat the traffic <laughs> at Rush Hour. That ain't not <laughs> How slowly can people crawl on the highways? Uh, it's incredible. That's now, I, I've lived in some congested cities. No, that's New the York thing, uh, certainly was no bargain at any great time. And LA, L.A. Wow. Yeah. Even back in the day, I mean, uh, that, that was horrendous. Uh, yeah, you, you couldn't count on, you know, people readily accepted if you were like two hours late for something. You know, where uh, you were supposed to be somewhere at 12 and you showed up at 2. And this uh, predated cell phones when I, when I was out there. But uh, they would just go, huh, you, you took the Hollywood freeway up, huh? I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Allow yourself some extra time. Because uh, it, it would be a veritable brick wall at, at any time. And, and that was 50 years ago. So, I mean, imagine what it's like today. It can Michael be better. Here, but it's uh, rolling around there in the streets of L.A. Getting into Chavez Ravine there for a Dodger game was no bargain either. That was another place, like uh, Where was it? Uh, Clemson, where, where there's only one road in and out of the football stadium, and I mean, you know, if you're getting to the game a little bit late, if you're not like tailgating 18 hours before the game, you're shut out. Screwed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's going to take you an hour and a half to go the last mile. All right. Uh, we're coming back with more on the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForce, Mike Luby Lubitz. So uh, you have some Greek coming up yes. on the uh, channel, South Florida Live. Uh, we're already airing Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. Yes. But uh, we had to, uh, you know, get some kind of stimulator to get Mayo going yesterday. <laughs> <It was laughs> he started so out strong, and then he was, like, fading throughout the show. It, it, it was like, come on, Mike. This is funny. Pick up the pace. It was, like, making me tired. Weird. I'm like, I was not
2: tired until, why am I, oh, look at him it's like passed out all
0: right back with more in a moment there don't forget about our friends at Hylia Park too Uh, back with more in a moment now that it is uh what is it 758
3: hey folks Tony Segreto here let me ask you a question what do you look for when you go out to eat good food obviously friendly atmosphere not too loud but good energy reasonable prices and a place where you feel comfortable Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
4: From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at Mile Marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at Mile Marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066.
2: Recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side?
0: You know people don't like being lied to. That's always the thing. With Pete Rose, if he had just said, "Of course I bet the Reds," what are you talking about? I had money on every game. We know you did, Pete. It's all right. I mean, now it'd be accepted. In fact, uh, they would have. Uh, it's only a matter of time before the manager of the two teams is asked who he likes in the game. <laughs> All right, we're going down on the field there. Uh, we got Tony LaRusso. Uh, Tony, uh, what do you think tonight? White Sox minus 135? Well, you know, we're going to go to the pen right away, and I'm going to make like seven righty-lefty switches at inappropriate times, and I'm going to wear up my bullpen. In fact, all of these guys worked in the game last night, so I, t- I would think this. I would take the points, take the runs, and take the price on the Boston Red Sox tonight to beat us. I would not lay uh, 135 to win 100 on the Chicago White Sox. Okay, thanks, Tony. Let's go to Alex Cora. Cora, what do you got? Well, you know, we got all our heavy hitters at the beginning of the lineup tonight. Uh, and they really pounded this White Sox pitcher the last time he was out there. So I would think that we're a good bet. Money line, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> When's that going to happen? I mean, that's going to be part of the pregame shows now.
2: Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs thanks to Defo and Luby. Now on the Defo Show.
0: Obviously, uh, demented minds think very much alike here as uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz chooses that particular clip uh, talking about the managers are going to start analyzing the game from a gambling standpoint before uh, the game gets underway. Uh, They'll ask the two coaches, they'll they'll go to Steve Kerr and say, hey, is there any shot uh, Clay Thompson three and a half (laughs) over under number of threes? Are you planning on having him hoist a few from the outside? And Kerr will give you a straight answer because he's obligated to by FanDuel, whose tattoo he now has on his face he was <laughs> Mike Tyson. Steve Kerr, I'm talking about. Yes, Imagine. Yes, very conservative uh, yeah. when it comes to this sort of thing, although very outspoken in very a liberal open-minded. fashion yeah, about issues, album. which uh, I applaud the man for uh, using his platform to take a stand there, I which agree. I happen to agree with a thousand percent. But, uh, you know, that's that's a whole nother thing. But uh, very appropriate, and, and and it'll be only a matter of time before uh, Kerr is making comments on that, and then they'll go to the other sideline, and uh, the last Udoka, how, how many points he you think Tatum is going to
1: score? <laughs> I'm
0: waiting for it. Uh, you know, the underplayers are overwhelmingly sending it in, uh, saying that there's no way he gets to 27 points tonight. Coach, uh, what do you think? it would be great. So uh, here are the odds uh, for the uh, U.S. Open. Now, uh, we've said this before. And I discovered this uh, several years ago, that uh, golf is one of the most fascinating bets, especially if you're in contention. And y- you do need to cash a couple of times, though. And, you know, we started out in a big fashion. I, I don't know if we haven't worn out our welcome in terms of uh, money in the black off the Martin Keimer score. And uh, that that was too many years ago to feel comfortable with uh, Mike Louby lewitz although uh, $20 got you 900 on Martin Keimer, which uh, isn't bad, right? It's you know, you're not betting a fortune on these golfers. Uh, if you put a stick on a guy, that that would, in my estimation, be a lot of money, because uh, it's so incredibly wide open. And and that's why, with the favorite Rory McElroy coming off a giant victory where he shot 62 on a closing day, to you know stave off and then eventually uh, you know close out before he even got to 18, essentially. Uh, McIlroy holds off, uh, Justin Thomas, who has been you know, very, very tough, uh, for many years, but especially so this year, he seems to have regained his form. He wins a major and, uh, is bolstered by that. And he's right there uh, in this, uh, Canadian open another, I don't know if you consider that it's not a major, but, uh, you know, it's a national championship, much like, uh, this us open is, uh, with many of the same players, uh, you know, that uh, are not necessarily from Canada. Right. What do you got, Mike Weir and one other Canadian guy, and that's it? I was gonna say I was out
2: of Mike Weir. I don't know who
0: else is Canadian. <laughs> and I haven't heard Mike, Mike Weir. Bobby Hull uh, teed it up there <laughs> exactly. uh, for the. Is Hull still alive? Bobby Hull, dead or alive? Uh, I, I know say... Brett is. I want to say, say dead. I don't think Bobby's Bobby. Alive. Hull, find out if Bobby Hull is alive. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Hull, the Hull's great alive. Bobby Hull from the Red Line Hull. Oh, and he blisters it past Jocumin. I mean... Unbelievable. Uh, he's alive. Coach? He is alive. He's, he's alive. Eighty-three. Oh, yeah, good. good for him. <laughs> nice man. I think Hector Lopez I, is
2: alive too. I think he's like 92.
0: Oh, Hector's alive. Yeah, <laughs> I think all right. Good. So. We've, I think so. we've killed off two more people that are very much alive and still with us. All right. So, uh I mean, if you think McElroy is on a roll here, I mean, can he come back? Uh, the, the odds of a golfer winning uh, back to back weeks—it happens, you know. uh And and in fact, uh, you'll you'll see a guy get on a low streak like Scheffler did. Where uh, wow, he won what? Like. Five out of seven tournaments, or four out of seven, something like that. Yep. All right, so you get eleven to one on McElroy, if you wanted to sort of hedge your bet. But I'm going to go against that. Yeah. And and I'm dropping all the way past uh, Justin Thomas. John Rahm is only fourteen to one. Well, supposedly he's second in the world. He's ranked second in the world, but based on what? I don't know. I haven't seen him. That was yesterday, my friend. (laughs) Yesterday. I don't know. Does he get it together all of a sudden in this tournament? I, I, I'm not seeing that for some reason. Scotty Scheffler also fourteen to one has uh, tailed off a little bit from a, a pace that was so ridiculously hot that even Tiger Woods couldn't sustain it over an entire season in his heyday. Uh, but do you come back with him at fourteen to one; no, th- those are all prohibitive. So uh, I'm looking into the twenties. This Cameron Smith guy, I'm telling you, Luby. I'm not fighting you. Those are great. Twenty one. That's going to be my He's legit. Stamp of approval. Take it to the bank. 22 to 1. You put a stick on this guy. You get back 2,200. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, How can you possibly, uh, you know, not feel uh, somewhat comfortable about that until he shoots three over the first (laughs) day? (laughs) (laughs) And then you're looking at the screen going, fuck. (laughs) That's, that's one of those no, you're stick so up and smoke
2: You're so confident until friday morning you're like what the hell happened
0: <laughs> so maybe this is a way to do it do you, do you want to invest 200 dollars of imaginary money in this because this would be the real way to do money. It, I, I would think uh, you're okay? actually getting me excited your big bet your big bet is uh well see then you're reducing your odds also i mean do you take a swipe at a couple of other guys with like another uh you know yeah low 20 funded. bucks even yeah big yeah. odds to, to kind of hedge off, uh, you know, the stick that you have on this Cameron Smith guy. Because uh, Tony Finau is hot right now. He finished uh, second in that tournament. Had a really nice tournament in the Canadian Open. And he, he's been, like, in, like, the top ten or top five, I think, in many of his frequent events. Tony Finau, who everybody likes, right? He, he looked like he was going to break through and be a really top-notch guy. And then all of a sudden... He sort of was having a bunch of mediocre to poor results uh, by the standard he had set the previous year. And and now he's sort of back on his game. 33 to 1, Luby. How 33 to 1? Oh, shit. Tony Fino. That's pretty solid. So, okay. So we got to stick on uh, Cameron Smith. Right? We're going to put 20 on <laughs> Tony Fino. if these Fino. guys
2: actually win, we're going to be pissed that we didn't put any real money on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now, where do we go for the uh, nondescript European schmink?
2: I don't know. Okay, that so that leads me into what I was about to ask you.
0: This is the you know only... You want and Phil to win this thing? I was going to
2: say. Th- this is... If they're doing the Saudi Arabian thing, the live tour, they can't do PGA Tour events. So they're not going to be able to do one of these bigger events in a long time until this thing gets sorted out. So do we... Are we just writing off the Saudi guys like... Couldn't this be yeah, the time where they come together? You're saying, uh, <laughs>
0: screw Because yeah. I Clown feel like. Show Kef- not Kepka. Um... They're going to be booed. They're going to be the first golfers ever, like, roundly and resoundingly <laughs> booed. I mean, th- these are scabs.
2: Yeah, but they may uh, embrace to the PGA it. PGA Tour guy. What's his name? DJ feels like a guy that embraces it. Dustin Johnson, like, he couldn't come in, you know. Yeah,
0: he, he's, he, he's got to look uh, disgraced, don't you think? I mean,. Uh... <laughs> Here are the PGA Tour guys that stood up for uh, whatever uh, level of integrity yeah. these guys are capable of having. And, and as you pointed out, uh, the philosophies of the professor, I think, are, uh, you know, well, well-reasoned. And, and uh, you know, you're filthy rich anyway. So so how rich do you need to be? Uh, look, it's, and, and it's going to be tempting, no matter what, to overlook the negativity uh, that's implied and inherent in in taking uh, this cash, right? Because why are the Saudis all of a sudden holding eight golf events and trying to attract the biggest names from uh, American golf and and worldwide golf? Uh, Unless, uh, you know, they want to have these associations and and use uh, their name and likeness and all of that to promote the fact that, hey, it's a lot of fun over here. We have great people representing us. Look at this. We're universal. We're into golf. And uh, there's Phil. Bill, uh literally I mean uh, and I referenced this before he when when we first saw cat Stevens resurface, the musician cat Stevens yeah, yeah. who had always been a very handsome clean-cut guy with with a well-groomed beard and then all of a sudden he looked like Rumpel stilskin <laughs> <laughs> some mountain man like he was hanging out with Forrest Gump uh, you know during that stage where he let his beard grow like zZ top yeah, and, he was and, running. Uh, you know he, he looked like a disheveled you know, semblance of his former self Although, you know, very happily Into some kind of bizarre zen yeah. That had freed his spirit And allowed him to, uh, you know Get over the fact that he was this uh, giant rock star And probably was, uh, I don't know I mean, chicks had to be groveling At this man's feet, no? Cat Stevens? Oh, I and mean, his prime He was a big deal The guy whips out a guitar on the beach You don't tell, I think he's no, getting laid West End it, too. Nate. Are you kidding me?
2: Oh, no, to this day If you're the guy that can be the, the musician You
0: always have a nice move yeah, I mean, you got a leg up on virtually everything, right? Yep. Had a couple of girls smile at me after I got off that drum set there. <laughs> exactly. That the other
3: day.
1: exactly. <laughs> I didn't know you played. I don't. <laughs> it's the same song every time. Same beat. Boom, tap, tap. Boom, tap, tap. Boom, tap, tap. Boom.
0: That's it. My father taught me that one a long time ago. There you go. I said Dad, I mean, we gotta get a little more advanced than that if we're gonna make it in this thing. He was in a marching band, so uh, my father. So you know what? Uh, you tend to teach what you know. Yes, yeah, that's that's uh, what Very we're saying true. here on, on the show. Uh, all right, uh, you know, so so what what happens with all of this? Uh, you know, is it gonna get ugly? I mean, uh, are, are people gonna, you know, Phil hits one into the woods and everybody's yeah,
1: yeah, I'm right, man,
0: right? Are they gonna move trees in front of Wiesthausen's ball? So that uh, there's no way. I mean, uh, you would think they would stop at nothing to make sure that none of these guys break through. So I'm not betting any of them. Okay. The uh, Saudi uh, cop out guys. And, and uh, I don't know. Is is it fair to condemn these people, uh, Luby, as being sellouts? Now, now at least Phil yesterday he got up there and uh, he finally just said, you know what it was about? It was about the money. Oh, <laughs> <Well,
2: duh>. does okay. <laughs> I mean, yes.
0: But he did talk about all of this other stuff, but he, uh, you know, had the same tendency to just shrug his shoulders about, you know, the 9-11 people are upset as they should be. Anybody, uh, the families of, uh, you know, people that were victims of this 9-11 attack, which, uh, I mean, I think of the the, uh, just uh, outrageously large ramifications of what happened. That that even happened years later to some of these uh, first responders and firemen that uh, were laced with asbestos. and. You know, I mean, they went in there to try and save people and they ended up like yeah, cancer, having, breathing issues. Yep. I mean, horrible experiences uh, through the last, uh, you know, uh, five or six years of a very, very difficult life. Wow. Yep. I don't want that. Do you, Luby? Oh, no, 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 Nope. So if you're taking money from the people that kind of, uh, you know, we're, were, very yeah, much, we're responsible uh, for that. I mean, it's yeah. pretty
2: clear they're responsible for it. You know, I mean.
0: It's kind of rough to just shrug your shoulders and go, yeah, hey, well, there were, there were a few unfortunate things here in the dossier. But uh, I didn't read that. It wasn't in the contract. Uh, when I took the $200 million and put it immediately <laughs> yeah, exactly. in some bank in the Cayman Islands that uh, was being watched over by uh, the new version of the law from the firm, right? From the movie. That was great. O- Ole Miss uh, made it to... Uh...
1: What, the yeah. World
0: Series, the College World Series? Who's it, Grisham? Uh, that was the uh, Ole Miss guy? John yeah grisham. yeah 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 he, yeah. Was, he was and he was great i College mean world we series. Should try and find him uh you know again if we can i don't I'd know uh, what the odds are just to comment on this world series because uh wow did he have the history right uh, going all the way back to like will clark yeah, he was he was weird fantastic the <laughs> world series. john grisham yeah you weren't expecting that from grisham no. were you?
2: no he was one of our favorite conversations we're like i don't think i've ever heard him talk before and he was
0: really fun like he was classic Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. And um, who who was the actor, Uh, Will something? Well, he passed recently. He talked about Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley, yeah. And and when he talked about that whole Wilford Brimley story, because, of course, he was one of the guys in the firm, uh, the the evil uh, security guy that was orchestrating all of this hell uh, for poor Tom Cruise, who was just trying to make an honest living there, coming out of school as a uh, very green naive, uh, person entering the, uh, you know, legal world. Ackman yes. was great in that movie, huh? Gene Ackman. Oh yeah. He's great in everything. Ackman was great. Unbelievable. Can't believe I ran into him at the harness races of all well, things. It's not that shocking. <laughs> <laughs> the degenerate. Anyway, I mean, uh, it's gotta be weird. Uh, so I, am taking a stand here. I mean, uh, am I accepting blood money from the Saudis by betting Cameron Smith from Australia? to uh, prevail in the U.S. Open and then taking a little flyer, a 20-buck flyer on Tony Fino, 22-1. to 1. Uh, Nondescript European schmink. So Phil's 200-1 to, to win this thing. 200-1. They give him no shot. Uh, DeChambeau, they have it 80-1. to 1. He hasn't been playing very well. And uh, he, he had that uh, wrist injury. And uh, now, I, I don't know. He he would be the one guy that wouldn't care about the people booing him, right? DeChambeau? Well, that's
2: what I was going, trying to get to is I didn't realize he was playing that poorly. Like, DeChambeau owns the... He was already the guy that went after kepka so if anyone could put it together to
0: win i think kepka went after him because uh, they think he's a schmink
2: well he's he's not the brightest bulb as we can see but like the shambo would be the guy to be like as ken did last week who would own the you know heel wrestling guy thing yes and he would come in and just be like screw you and like out of nowhere just wreck shop but i mean, if he's played that poorly you know it's hard to see that guy come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, uh, U.S. Open crowds in New York—we know that uh, they would be. Uh, oh, they're ahead. loud! <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if this thing was at Bethpage Black? Yeah, they're lucky it ain't there. <laughs> that would be the only way uh, that, that you could possibly add to uh, what would be a very, very heated uh, position that people will be taking uh, about uh, this whole business with the Saudi guys coming right back into the fold here. How, how, uh, I mean, you uh, couldn't ask for more in terms of golf drama. Now, how will Jim Nance handle this whole situation? Oh, they right? won't and, mention it. And will there be an overwhelming amount of coverage of Phil Mickelson with Tiger not in the tournament, uh, even if Phil is hopelessly out of it after, uh, like, the first round?
2: How, just how do you, you cover Phil? All of Phil. <laughs> well, Phil's out of it, I don't know. But how do you cover him? Because yeah. I don't think they want to mention the live thing at all, but how do you cover Phil and not mention the live thing at all? I don't know how you do that. How could you cover the tournament
0: and not uh, talk? Oh, they about can this? do that.
2: They're good at covering up crap. I just, I don't know how you talk to any. Will yeah, there be guys. any
0: mention of Saudi Arabia during the course of the tournament?
2: They'll probably knock it out really early, and then when people question, well, you never talked about it. See, they'll show the one clip where they talked about it for thirty seconds, and then they like never go back to it.
0: You don't think uh, Jimmy and uh, Nick sit yeah, there uh, for a while no, and shoot that other... <laughs> a bat about uh, the relative merits <laughs> of <Khashoggi. laughs> accepting $200 million in uh, Saudi blood money to go and play eight events? Yeah, no. Which also offer you a chance to win like another, uh, you know, $32 million if you happen to sweep them all. Where, where Phil, for his shooting 10 over in a three-round uh, event, uh, still managed to bank 150000 additional dollars. To cover his expenses for going to London. So no matter what he bet while he was over there, imagine is Phil welcome in every book bookmaking shop in London? Because, I mean, there you walk in. Probably now. You, you can pretty much bet on anything, right? He's solvent. <laughs> he probably is now. We'll have to find out if he put a couple of dimes on himself. Maybe it's worth a flyer at 20. Oh, no, 201. All right, all right so what do you think, uh, Libby? You, do you like this? Cameron I like Smith. your Cameron
2: Smith. I definitely like the Cameron Smith 22 move.
0: to 1 a stick and uh, to win 2200 and then uh, to win 660 20 on uh, Tony Fino and uh, figure that that $120 could have been put towards a much better Well crop, and the professor so. had an
2: interesting strategy in the chat line I presume he's default radio crew. Uh he and yeah it was it was Mississippi State because he mentioned Will Clark and Will Clark went to Mississippi
0: State. Oh yeah State. yeah Mississippi State yeah. It wasn't old miss.
2: miss but it, 25 or whatever number you want to put, 15, whatever, on eight long shots. Because then that gives you... You're going to get some kind of a long shot randomly to win this thing. So if you get possibly, six possibly. to eight, that's a nice number that covers a wide range where you should be in it. But like are,
0: are you also... You have to ask yourself this question. Is any kind of a rational degenerate... <laughs> are yes. you ignoring the obvious? I mean, are are you just so obsessed with the idea that... uh you know, it's going to be some balloon that, that comes in that, that you're passing on 11 to one, which is very generous on uh, Rory McIlroy or 12 to one on Justin Thomas, the guys that ran one three in last week's uh, event, which uh, had a very full field of uh, guys that uh, obviously see this as, you know, not, not a major, but uh, a, a very uh, a distinctive title. Let's put it that way. Canadian Open.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Right. Bobby Hull's still alive, man. He was probably applauding the winner. Bobby <laughs> I'm sure, Hull. I'm sure he was. Slap shot from the red line by Bobby Hull was, a, a thing of beauty, man. That thing would just rise. I mean, this was – I don't think they had curved sticks back then, did they? I don't think so. And the goalies didn't even wear masks. you imagine? Um, Bobby Hull was uh, hitting these slap shots from the blue line at uh, like uh, 170 miles an hour. It would be like standing in front of the wall of a highlight front on and having Joey from point-blank range fire the Pelota at your head. Incredible. <laughs> what were they thinking, man? No mess. You ever see Terry Sawchuck? We should always hang a picture of Terry Sawchuck, the goaltender. There's one picture of him in particular, if you look up images of Terry Sawchuck. And, uh, I mean, he, he has more scars on his face than Al Capone, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, and all from, because he was in the pre-mask era of goaltending. Uh, uh, what kind of problem you I, have yeah, to I don't have even to know. play the yeah. position? I, Who the I hell is mean, going to line up there? Like uh, It would be like being Gary Gilmore in front of that Utah firing squad. I mean, that's crazy. Blocking pucks with your face.
2: Yeah, that's nuts. Luby. <laughs> I know, that's nuts. <laughs> I can't even. I mean,
0: how, how, I how did they live? It. I mean, uh, you'd figure one puck to the head and it's over, no?
2: Yes. That, that, that's scary. what well, they didn't think they about hitting. It's wobbling in then, there, but... too.
0: It's coming in there like an egg ball. Wah, 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 wah. You know that kind of thing. It's ugly. All right. Uh, I'll tell you something that's beautiful. And uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a really nice weekend. But anytime's a good time to get to Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. And that's Mile Marker 104 Key Largo. Uh, just a great place to go. And, and it really is. The word chill is uh, extremely appropriate because a uh, tremendous, tremendous place to just chill out. We had such a great time when we were down there uh, last year, and uh, looking very much forward to going back. And anytime I'm in the Keys, I, I know there are a lot of traditional stops there uh, along the way. Uh, where's that place where you get the conch fritters on so Card Sound Road? Oh, uh, I don't know. Classic joint, right? I mean, everybody goes there. But uh, I mean, you're, you're kind of cheating yourself out of a better opportunity to have some even uh, greater food and. Uh, with much more attention to detail in the way that they do things at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Not to put down the other place because we're not into negative selling. You you, you don't have to say, hey, this place stinks and you should go there when when it comes to uh, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. The pizzas, I mean, to thrill Luby with every item is not an easy thing to do because you'll usually make a face (laughs) if you don't like something. And I worry about that with you in a Mike Mayo lunchbox uh, when you're actually at one of these places that you might try something and the guy misinterprets that face that you make which is usually very bitter and sour, Luby, and doesn't realize that you're actually loving this stuff. All right? But, uh, I mean, you couldn't be more thrilled than uh, with all the items that we had there. And I, I didn't get to try enough of them because I became obsessed with that Italian fisherman pizza. Yep. Which uh, lasted me almost the entire weekend uh, by the time that I ate all the slices, right? Because the uh, yeah, magnificent accommodations there made it very easy to preserve this thing. But, wow, I mean, uh, that, was, that was just fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I had a, a lot of different meals in Italy and I, I can envision having a couple of them because they were very, very good. And I can still see that Italian fisherman pizza when it came out. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, I get to eat that. Are you kidding me? And the concept, I mean, wasn't necessarily something that they would find commonplace. Right. You don't see like a seafood pizza. No,
2: no, no, it's rare. And it was a great idea. And they do. it. It's amazing. And it's filling.
0: And and, and the freshest of stuff, whether you were talking about the shrimp or the scallops or the lobster tail that was on there, was just absolutely amazing. And that's kind of creative stuff that they do down there at Jimmy Johnson's Big Show. Yeah, you're going to love it. Uh, The grounds are uh, just absolutely exquisite right there on the side, a tremendous place to watch that sun drop uh, into the horizon while you're listening to the great live music that they play there. And you'll even see Dominic and Jimmy and Larry Calvano. Uh, Dominic, of course, uh, the uh, guy behind all of the great food. That comes out of the kitchen there. And uh, Calvano uh, owns the place, right? Not too bad, right? Hooked up with Jimmy. And uh, next thing you know, they had themselves just an absolute pristine uh, spot to stop. Uh, Mile marker 104. There are accommodations there. You can look up JimmyJohnson'sBigChill.com. Overseas Highway. Uh, As soon as you hit Key Largo, there it is. You're coming down from Florida City, bypass the mutineer, and boom, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. You're going to love it. And, uh, wow, I mean, uh, you might might not want to leave. That's the thing. Well, once you get there, uh, say you stopped in at noon, I'll bet you're still there at 10 o'clock, like chowing <laughs> down and uh, drinking and having a good time at Jimmy Johnson's Big Show, Mile Marker 104, the overseas highway in Key Largo. All right, coming back with more here on the Defoe Show, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz, South Florida Live, going to be a very eclectic mix. Yes. Of a lot of things. Or so we hope. I mean, it's a very ambitious undertaking, Mike Luby Lubitz. It's the
2: idea. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going we'll see for it.
0: <laughs> see if we can pull this <laughs> yeah. off it would be great. Well, at least we know this show is uh, going strong. Right so uh, that, that's a good thing. All right. Uh, back with more in a moment. Now that good time. it's 824. Play the ponies in style at champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful, highly Park. Yes. The grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the brass rail bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style and you can play all your favorite Vegas style games, including blackjack, craps and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park.
3: Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services.
2: They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubber's Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to Landlubber's Bar dot com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubber's for making you always feel
0: right at home. Mark Henry, who is a Hall of Famer from the WWE, but also has many great distinctions. This gentleman holds world records uh, that perhaps will never be broken. Mark. You really think those Russians were juicing in the Olympic Games? <laughs> <laughs> they had women that were bigger than you. <laughs> I just want to ask you this
1: question. Is pig yeah. pork? I'm <laughs> 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 uh, with ahead. you, Mark Henry. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, we, we've had our suspicions going all the way back to when I first saw Tamara Press in the uh, 50s.
2: Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs, thanks to Defo and Luby.
0: Now on the Defo Show. <laughs> uh, tomorrow press was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger meets Abe Lincoln uh, she had a beard down to her chest
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were doing a lot of uh, gender testing or uh, you know performance enhancing drug testing in, in the 50s uh, the Russians were way ahead of the pack there right? now, now what do you make this? A, a couple of things here uh, that uh, we want to get into here on the Defoe Show Jeff DeForest Mike Louby so happy that uh, you found us here on uh, south florida live now are we also uh capable of having people plug this in and picking it up on their radios Louis? do we still have that capacity yes most
2: cars do bluetooth so anything that's on your phone can be in your car and that's what they were doing before with the um the audio streaming it still was having to go from your phone to your car it's the same difference like just because we're on youtube you don't have to watch us you can just have us there and listen So you can do that wherever you are. That's the whole point of this. That's why it's actually, even though radio is the medium we're used to, this is better because it's radio plus. You can do it anywhere.
0: No, I'm I'm real happy. uh, You know that that we found this format, and um, you know only uh, uh, negative is that we didn't find it years before earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which we tried to uh, remember. We brought those streaming guys into the studio. There, try threw them out. Yeah. Which they should have but in that particular case. Uh, they had every reason to throw those guys out. <laughs> Turned out to be a little bit unscrupulous. Uh, I think the one guy checked out. Oh, geez. Uh, you know, we already killed off Hector Lopez and who Johnny Bench here on the show. That was Hector
2: <laughs> Lopez and Bobby. Oh, no, Bobby Hull. Bobby, yeah, Bobby Hall.
0: Hull. We had them both dead.
2: And they're both alive. I believe
0: that now. guy from uh, what was that uh, sports uh, something streaming network. Mm. And, uh, you know, they were a little ahead of their time there. But I think that guy, Jari uh, checked out. Oh, geez. I I remember oh, the guy came so... into the studio there? Yes, I remember. Kind of took over the show. I remember. He-, he sat in your chair, put his feet up on the board. No <laughs> <The> wonder <weather laughs> the program director got a little uh, yeah, antsy about exactly. the idea that uh, we were maybe doing something that was a little out of the bounds of the parameters of iHeartMedia. And their very strict adherence to iHeart's, uh, you know. Many, many, uh, you know, rules that they uh, lay out there, and some of which come after the fact.
2: Exactly. <laughs> All right.
0: I, I, here's the thing, though, too. And we were talking about, you know, the field for the U.S. Open in golf. I, I don't know if it's uh, that much interest to people. It's certainly now that it's become kind of a political issue and, and there's a war going on and it involves Greg Norman, who a lot of people uh, got sour on. Uh, Greg Norman, uh, the Saudis, uh, the whole 9-11 thing is brought into this. Uh, naturally, uh, you know, the, the murder of this uh, Khashoggi was uh, just just a blatant atrocity that, that's hard to embrace. But but Joe Biden is going there to talk to the sheik, Right. And uh, we, we accept them in other areas. I mean, the horse racing world, we talked about it. Mike Mayo brought this up. He's absolutely correct uh, that, you know, in, in horse racing, people go and contest this Saudi cup. And nobody's screaming about like, uh, hey, you know, what is Bob Baffert doing over there? And, and, you know, the, the purse is $20 million for a race. Uh, you know, the biggest purse here. What was the Belmont? I, I think it was like a million and a hook to win the Belmont stakes. And, and uh, you can go over there and race for, uh, you know, 15 times that or whatever that is. Uh, you know, are you not doing the same thing? No. You yes. Know, it, it's, you know, and it's sort of overlooked in the horse racing world. Uh, there, there's almost no controversy about jockeys going there and trainers and owners racing there. So uh, there's a bit of hypocrisy about this whole thing with the golf. But, uh, you know, the golf, uh, these guys are are so much in the public eye. I mean, Phil Mickelson, recognizable, as the great uh, late Jimmy Lennon uh, Sr. used to say, the world over. Over, Really needing no introduction. The world over. This guy could walk into any bar in any country in the world. He could be in the Philippines, and he'd be more recognizable than Manny Pacquiao. Phil Mickelson. (laughs)
1: 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Tremendous platform. Uh, so for him to be embracing uh, the, these, you know, philosophies, uh, you know, and and the whole notion that these people uh, were behind this atrocity that was committed against uh, the people of the United States, it still has uh, long and lingering ramifications, including the fact that uh, you're, you're waltzing through uh, TSA scrutiny at any airport here, right? I mean, that's a byproduct of uh, the whole nine eleven thing. Did we have uh, that kind of intense? Uh, it's not really... I, I guess, I, I don't know, is it any different than it was before? The uh, scrutiny that you get with the uh, TSA versus uh, what was normal security at an airport uh, prior to this. I, I guess it's a little more strict. No? I, I didn't really fly a,
2: little... a lot before. Oh, you couldn't,
0: you know, you, liquids and all of that stuff? I they mean, didn't uh, I, do but, all this. And you
2: could also go to the yeah. gate, you know, like if you were not on the flight, you could walk your loved one oh, to yeah. the
0: gate. Like,
2: it was a little looser. It wasn't as big a pain in the ass. I mean, I get, and right. I presume it's better now. We're safer now. Who the hell knows?
0: Well, I mean, we haven't had any uh, other incidents uh, that we know of, right? So so I guess it worked, right? Uh, you know, all those people that are opposed to banning assault weapons. I mean, this worked, right? Is, is it a pain in the ass? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> if you're a law-abiding citizen, you just want to get to the gate there, yep. right? Uh, you're not thinking about blowing up any planes. Nope. Or, uh, you know, and, and you certainly don't want to know that anybody else on there is, you know, we're thinking that uh, they're going to do some kind of terrorist uh, act. But, uh, you know, I mean, to embrace this, if you're a golfer now, now I, I'm not one that's into this whole uh, argument about uh, distractions all the time. Right. Because uh, people bring this up uh, frequently when they have nothing else to write or talk about in, in sports talk. And they talk about uh, what kind of distraction is that going to be, whether uh, you're talking about a guy that's in a contract negotiation. I, I don't know. I don't find that that distracting. If a guy's offering me money, now you might get frustrated that the negotiation isn't going in your favor, as was the case, uh, I I don't know, Aaron Judge doesn't appear to be frustrated by it. Is it beneficial to him that there are no contract talks going on during the course of the season? Mm. Or would you believe that it's more than likely that uh, as he hits like his 22nd homer, uh, Cashman is on the phone to his agent going, okay, all right, you got me. Yeah, exactly. 300 million. That's some point. That's as far as I can go. I had the whole thing with Lisa Meanwell, and uh, we fired a lot of managers here, and uh, we finally seemed to be on the right. $300 million, but, uh, you know, don't make me beg. <laughs> you don't think some of that's going on during the course of the season? You would, oh, at some point, if the
2: Yankees are smart, it would. I mean, the longer you wait, the more money it's going to be, and if he gets on the open market, it's even going to be more. So, right. you would think.
0: Super Bowl is when the word distractions comes up uh, probably All the, the most in association with yes. any sporting event, correct? Yes. Yes. Like, uh, you know, which team is going to be able to handle the distractions better? The uh, media day and this. And tickets that and for this a person. The fanfare family. and the family bugging you for tickets. Guys you haven't heard from in uh, 30 years. Uh, you know, if you're an older player, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're are like, hey, hey, Wally, man, what about four in the upper deck there? You can't spring that. Uh, you know, and I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, are distractions really that, that big a part of the Super Bowl? I don't know. Seems like, uh, have you ever heard somebody say, you know what, we lost that game because all the fucking I was distracted.
2: Yeah, let me tell you. They, you know ball uh, kicked the media off. was
0: bugging me. I never heard that once referenced uh, no. after any Super Bowl game. Have you? No, Wednesday the ball game. massive ball- amount. Oh, my family was in town. I tell you what, they really made it miserable <laughs> for me. I couldn't concentrate. And, uh, and that's why Aaron Donald was able to blow by me six times <laughs> to sack the quarterback. As my screwball uncle came to town, man, he was snoring the whole time. You never hear that. No, no. So, uh, you know, I mean, and once in a while, you'll, you'll have something weird happen. I mean, uh, you know, that, that's like way out of the ordinary. You know, uh, like the uh, guy from the Raiders uh, that was uh, wandering the around Robbins there. Bear Robbins, with the lineman, right? He right? was out of his mind, unfortunately. Uh, you know, afflicted with uh, a mental illness. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, running back that was all coked out for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, that's before the my back. time. Yeah, that's before my yeah. time. Stanley, I mean, what, Stanley,
2: about, Stanley Wilson or something?
0: That was it. Good call there, uh, Louis Stanley oh, Wilson. Uh, you know, and, and you'll know, have something really bizarre like that happen. I, I suppose that could uh, you know, turn into some sort of uh, distraction. But for whom? I mean, uh, is it the coaches? All of a sudden, they, oh, my God, I couldn't remember the game plan because Wilson was coked out. <laughs> no, they don't care. It's like a body, a piece of meat to them. Maybe he was a better player than the guy they replaced him with. But, uh, unfortunately, he wasn't there. And, uh, you, you don't you don't hear this distraction thing ever mentioned. But I I would think this, that uh, in golf, it would have to be somewhat distracting where, you know, you're supposed to be in dead silence to hear somebody, uh, you know, uh, screaming in your backswing. You took the blood money, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) You took the blood money. Now, did they throw that guy off the course?
2: Probably. That's the thing with golf is like, I'd love to see the fans get out there and heckle them, but they won't let you. It's like sort of annoying.
0: Uh, certain courses, uh, you know, as I mentioned at uh, Bethpage Black, I don't know about heckling, but uh, they they got raucous in favor of Phil that one year, and uh, you know they've had other chosen ones that that they were rooting for, and and, and it gets very loud, and, and you know it's almost like you're uh, at a football game. It's fantastic. I, I think it's great when you have an alive golf ground, and then there's that uh, waste management thing in Phoenix. Where they propel any kind of projectile uh, towards the green there, like car batteries are coming in from the stands. The guys are like uh, three guys piled on top of each other, uh, and, and they're in the <laughs> they're sand trap there with like drinks. that people walk around. What, what's that place? Uh, you know, in uh, in New Orleans, the hurricane? Uh, where, where they have the giant drinks. You know, the Hurricanes.
2: You know, I don't know what the yeah. restaurant is, but I remember it's an Irish, uh,
0: you know, uh, bar like Danny's or O'Shea's okay. or something like know, that. The Hurricanes but, uh, know, drink. Know, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and that's happening on the greens <laughs> at the waste management thing. Uh, and where is that? Phoenix, Arizona, I believe. I guess. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> you know, is not necessarily a place that you would expect, uh, you know, some kind of raucous, oh. rowdy crowd at a golf tournament. I think New York. Not even at a basketball game. They're, they're fairly sedate, right? Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, there you go. They yeah, nice
2: they're show. calm. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like retirees. Remember when I uh, <laughs> see this, this preceded your time probably watching basketball when uh, they had the uh, pan shot. Of the crowd in Phoenix. So uh, this was back when Alvin Adams was playing for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, for my time, and uh, you know they, they had some good teams. They were contentious teams. Uh, they never won championships, but uh, you know they would get to like the second round and then hammer it out against the Lakers or something. Uh, but uh, they had the most uh, proliferation. I mean, a percentage of babes per woman that appeared on the screen that that I had ever seen. It, it was like watching pro beach volleyball when it first started. Really. And you're saying, how many beautiful women are there in California?
2: Oh, California. Yeah, I thought you were saying Phoenix. I'm like, in
0: Phoenix. No, but this was Phoenix at that in time. Phoenix? I mean, when they panned a the crowd, sports fans that remember that era, I mean, uh, will remember thinking, wow, man, I want to move to Phoenix because I've never seen so many babes in my life. Really? Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> I know Arizona get State was known to be like a party. As hell. I've, I've been there a few times. But we were there oh, the Super to Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a disaster.
2: Shirley wants to go so bad. I'm like, Why? No, no way. It's horrendous. <laughs>
0: You'll want to impale yourself to a cactus before you get to the airport. It's like, just ugh. to uh, get some relief from the pain that you felt from being in a town as boring as Phoenix airport. I enjoyed no, Minnesota
2: more than Phoenix. <laughs> like... Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> it was a thousand degrees in uh in at so night. Boring. Yeah, it was boring. It was just <laughs> right. you could see the sweltering heat, man. Uh, people are traveling by camel. Ugh. It was unbelievable. Ugh. Uh, not much going on there either. I mean, I uh, like it was you. spread out. The only thing that was uh, a- able to accommodate my time and, and uh, make it uh, tolerable was uh, my trips to Turf Paradise. There you go. <laughs> which was a jump of a track there. And I, I actually got clobbered on that trip, that last uh, Super remember. Bowl trip. Yeah, no, I, I, got, I annihilated <laughs> I think I lost like six sticks one day. I never do that. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't stop myself. Kept betting, screen, yeah, screen nothing to screen. I was still there at night, man. They were running the quarter
1: horses. <laughs> it
0: started out like they had harness racing in the daytime, and then uh, next thing you know, they got like quarter horses out there at night. I'm still there, plunging on these races that uh, you know I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> All right, but uh, distractions. Do you buy into it? I mean, ah. when uh, people start talking about uh, this, would be a case though, or you would think that the distractions might actually be. Uh, something that you could uh, you know infuse into the equation of what went wrong for uh, certain golfers in the tournament which is why I don't want to take a flyer on Dustin Johnson at 40 to 1
2: I'm just it's so I feel it all like,
0: gets back to the betting, louie that's what I'm talking
2: about. I I know I know I know that's what I'm saying from a gambling standpoint like at this point unless you're Phil who's homining it all these guys I feel like are sort of accepting this like Dustin Johnson was pretty honest like yeah you know I don't want to play golf that much longer. Like his reasoning was stupid. So it's him pretty much saying, yeah. "Yeah, I don't care about people, and I don't care about what they have to say about me."
0: You're you're ignoring the substance and uh, you know the source and and where this money is being derived from. You are ignoring 100%. it completely. Well, they and just, just don't saying care. here's money being offered to me. I don't care where it came from. It's all about the money. And Phil did did admit that that was the only uh, real consideration that he had there. The dough.
2: Well, that's the thing is, and I and the Greek took the other opinion. He's like, look, people don't care about things; they don't care about stuff. Which he's not wrong, actually, but that doesn't mean that you know it makes it makes sense when you're already making twenty million a year. What the fuck is fifty? Like, I don't know. But anyways, uh,
0: it's, it's fifty. Yeah, it's a lot of so. money, and
2: I get it. But it's like. Yeah. What's your soul worth? And we now know what their soul's worth. So to me, if they're accepting it, then what the hell do they care what the crowd does? So that's why I'm curious if a, one of these people who have a thicker skin...
0: You think they can pop through? ...can
2: it? do something. You know, because you're going to get insane odds on them. So if they do anything... This will
0: be the first time you'll see like a guy like McElroy get two minutes for slashing. <laughs>
2: that's exactly. There's going to be penalties if on a of box. If one of these guys like the Shambo <laughs> is leading, they're going to
0: come after this guy with, with golf clubs. I mean, it's going to be, be, be like uh, Elin... Uh, it would right? no, be yeah. great if it's like Monday Night Raw and they come from the top rope. and then I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> You're going to see golfers heckling other golfers on the, the US <laughs> Open. I, I think it's going to be brilliant. I, be I can't great. wait to watch it. I, I think the real story will be to follow uh, Jim Nance and Nick Faldo there as they try to tap dance their way around the Live Tour. And, uh, you know, the obvious discrepancy of opinion that there is uh, with people about uh, the guys that took the money to uh, go ahead and... Essentially, I mean, you know, sort of cut off their golf career uh, just to be in this uh, monetary showcase for the Saudis. Yeah. I, I mean, is that, that that's a biased way of putting it?
2: It's what it is. But, though. Uh, I mean, that's what they're de- doing, whether you agree with it or not, whatever, which it feels like everyone's actually 100 percent on the same side on this one. It's like the only topic everyone agrees on. But, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, they openly admit it. Phil, you said admit it. Yeah, it's one of the money. It is what it
0: is. Yeah, I mean they portray him as being despondent, uh, which I, I don't know that he is. Uh, I, I haven't really, I haven't seen that side of it yet. I mean, uh, he he didn't play well in the tournament. He wasn't playing particularly well. Uh, well, he wasn't playing at all. So uh, we we have no way of gauging it. Uh, the headlines though are, are kind of interesting on this. Uh, my New York Post here. Let me see if I can dig them out here. As uh, okay, no hiding from Phil Fuhrer. Lefty empathizes with 9-11 families, but concedes live, move about money. Eh. There's no escape for Mickelson this time. Uh, Wow. And uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, two pages on Phil Mickelson and, and, uh, you know, what what he's facing here. And and a lot of excerpts from uh, the press conference, which to Phil's credit, uh, they ask him, hey, uh, you want us to put a time limit on this thing? Before he got up there, he showed up a couple of minutes before his you know, designated time for the press conference uh, that he was going to have. And he actually said to the guy, no, nope, no limit. Uh, you know, these reporters uh, rightfully have a lot of questions that I need to answer. That's so, nice. At least- 200 million can make you a better guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, even if, uh, you know, you don't want to acknowledge the fact that, uh, you know, that this uh, sort of, uh, you know, you would have to think puts uh, a- at least a stain in some people's minds. Oh, for sure. On his reputation. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know how, I, mean, I mean it doesn't make you look good, right? The Deshanto, you would expect it out.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. These look even Ricky Fowler, which I don't know if he's all the way in yet. He hasn't won in forever. At some point, the young guy thing goes away. He's not the phenom. He he's never really won a major. He doesn't even really right. contend. So he's gonna he's so not he, a guy. He's gonna
0: cash out. Right. He's not
2: a guy that's solidified to make sponsor dollars forever. I can understand him doing it. My problem is Phil is Phil has gotten to the place. He's in his fifties. Like he's gonna make Jack Nicholas, Arnie Palmer money. Like. Forever, yeah. he'll be in commercials. Forever, he can do speaking engagements. Forever, he can play on the tour, the senior tour. How is
0: he not in a Subway sandwich commercial?
2: He's he's in a few others though. Like yeah. he's a guy that will get paid forever. He doesn't need the money.
0: So cheaters in one. So man, <laughs> Phil couldn't get in a Subway sandwich. I'm sure yeah, he, he is. It'd be hard pressed to endorse anything. Oh, uh, well, he's done here after this, yeah. But he got his two hundred mil, so good for you. There you go. It is. Look, uh, you know, everybody's entitled to, um, you know, do uh, whatever Survive. it is that they want to pursue as long as they're not uh, hurting somebody else. In this case, you would have to think that symbolically, at least, you you have hurt people by uh, making this move. Um, and, uh, you know, evidence by, uh, you know, and, and that's why we got into this earlier. This whole political correctness thing is just, uh, OK, so the 9-11 people uh, and there's an organization and they have uh, stated uh, their, their absolute disgust with the people who embraced uh, this tour, uh, the American people, uh, including Phil and DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson, and I guess Kevin Na, is he uh, American, Kevin Na? I want to say yes. I think so. To that, a few others, you know, that have gone, uh, what, uh, Patrick Reed? Yep. uh, Another guy that's a bit of a renegade on the golf tour. Uh, You might anticipate him going there. Uh, A bunch of European uh, washed up schminks are on there. But, uh, you know, they're doing uh, essentially the move that you were saying and describing for Ricky Fowler, which... uh, Look, I, I, it makes sense from a financial standpoint. There's no question. I mean, it, it makes ridiculous sense. Uh, you know, it, it's a hell of a lot of money, right? There's no way. Uh, even if Phil had every endorsement, does he make $200 million over the next several years? No, no. no. They said it would take him like... Playing on the senior tour and finishing fifth to uh, <laughs> Bernhard Langer in every tournament? They said it would
2: take him like 10, 15 years. Like, over the next 10, 15 years, he'd make 15 to $20 million a year. So right. It, it was like it lottery be money time.
0: being given to you in a lump sum. Yes, that's
2: what that's what it is. It's over five years. He'll make what he could have made in fifteen to twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, but at lo- what level of uh, you know? Uh, that's the thing. And uh, you know what level of uh, disgrace? You know, like can you go uh, to the public? You go out there. All right, this will be interesting. I think it's going to be hot this tournament. Yeah, we talked about it for really? an hour. <laughs> I hope people care about the actual but, golf. I mean, what? what uh, I mean, you couldn't have the, the two worlds collide on a more more colossal stage than to have uh, the U.S. Open. Phil coming back. It's the one title of the majors, uh, the uh, slam events that that, that has eluded him. Oh, that's funny. Uh, he's very unlikely to win this, especially off recent form, which was uh, a four-month layoff and, and then a 10-over three-round performance at a tournament in London that was won by some uh, nondescript European schmink like Charles Schwartzel at, like, nine under par. or he, I, I think it might have even been a lower score. So, uh, I mean, here's Phil, 20 shots off the pace. Is he going to come and win this thing? Nah, Unlike, nah, 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 nah. wow, will he be booed? That, that's a, that's, there's your sports that's, talk yeah, question. That's a thing. good question. Yeah. Will yeah. Phil be booed as he's introduced? Will there be a smattering, you know, they have very polite applause there. Cause uh, I think the golf uh, intros uh, should be handled more by like uh, a, a style, more inclined, not not necessarily Mark buffer, but uh, Michael buffer, right? Michael Is Buffer's buffer the main
2: guy. I don't know. Who Mark, maybe Mark Buffer's his cousin. Michael Buffer no. is the one that... No, but who,
0: who's the UFC guy? Bruce Buffer.
2: Oh, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Yeah, Bruce Buffer, his
0: brother. Oh. Yeah, Bruce Buffer does
2: you. Bruce uh, Buffer, does yeah. Showtime. And-
0: no, I don't know. You, you can't go Bruce Buffer on a golf intro, right?
1: <laughs> and now uh, on the team! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
0: I mean, you should have a little more of a build-up, right, as you introduce these golfers. I mean, uh, they're very lame. It's like, from Clearwater, Florida, Tiger Woods.
2: It's like, what? Yeah, it's lame. They got to go hardcore That's it? Yeah, they got to go and hardcore. And then you no, that's lame. But will
0: there be uh, when they go? I mean, and they should introduce the guy. He is a, a six-time uh, major winner. He's got uh, three green jackets. Yep. Uh, you know, long-time this, uh, amateur records, and all of this. Uh, here is Phil Mickelson, right? Yeah. But it'll will you boo. hear? <laughs> it would be
2: great if there's booze. <laughs> I think there will be
0: a spattering of booze. <laughs>
2: About a golf tournament with booze.
0: Where's this golf course? I mean, is it outside of Boston? Is that where they're playing this thing? Where's this golf course? Professor mentioned it earlier. I'm trying to. Hold on here. I think it might be outside of Boston. Francis. Oh, Brookline, Mass. Yeah.
2: There you go.
0: Okay. Those guys
2: that area oh, can definitely. Are you kidding me? They're red blooded Americans. <laughs> they drink. Uh, they can drink, boy, and they
0: get real angry. They're the ones that, these tear Irish Hardos are going to be all over <laughs> Phil because They're going to buy tickets just so they can boom it, Phil. They're, they're the ones that tear down Dechambeau. their own city wow. when they win a title. And they're hardcore, like America. So. Somebody's going to run up to Deshambles in the middle of a shot and grab a silly hat up there and fire it in the water. I so you're, you're a right. disgrace, Bryson. <laughs> I hope it's like a wrestling... And what kind of name <laughs> is Bryson anyway, right? No, I mean, they're going to be all over these guys. I, I believe that. So distractions uh, might come into play. And here I've been arguing
1: that uh, against matter. that
0: whole concept forever, just saying it's a ridiculous concept. Sit there and go, hey, well, uh, you know, uh, what about the distractions? Who's that going to affect more? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, who is the pressure on? Who's the pressure on in uh, game six? Well, oh, the team that's uh, facing the elimination. Finals? How about the Celtics? Yeah.
2: They're facing elimination.
0: Oh, no. It's much more in the Warriors because they don't want to have to go back and play a game seven. No, it's on the Celtics. Ridiculous <laughs> arguments. Matt, that you have. Uh, They're facing elimination. Existential arguments that have no, no answer to them whatsoever exactly. and no meaning. I mean, it's Jean Paul Sartre time here on the show. All right. Uh, we're going to come back and wrap things up on this edition of the Defo show. Thanks for finding us. Uh, South Florida Live. Uh, Luby, uh, I, I have to get that link out. To, I texted uh, you, people.
2: but yeah, get it to the people that love what we do and are having trouble finding us. But yeah, I mean, you've already yeah. found us. So to tell you, sort of dumb, but <laughs> South Florida Live on YouTube, South Florida Live Facebook, there's the Defo Show with Luby on Facebook. We have our Twitter at sofla Live, um, Instagram SoFly Live, and TikTok SoFly Live. So we're everywhere. We're gonna keep coming at you, and we're gonna keep adding new and interesting content to try and you know diversify compared to what a lot of others are doing, you know, which is cool.
0: No, it should be fun. I mean, uh, let's face it. We have a vast array of interests all over the place. Um, I, I, I'm really looking forward to starting that, that music thing, and I always wanted to do that Post and pony. So, uh, This is the place. You know, before I die, I probably should get around to at least trying it. You're not dying. <laughs> yes,
2: this is the place. It's time.
0: I ran around a little bit on the knee last night on the tennis court. Didn't bother me uh, yesterday, but uh, might good. have, uh, you know, aggravated it a little bit today. So we'll see what's happening with that. Uh, supposed to uh, play a uh, high intensity game tonight against the uh, Jetsman, and then uh, we we have the uh, Mayo keeps offering to pay off on this bet debt, but well, I, we need to do I a think Monday. I he knows possible. that he, th- he knows that none of us uh, can make it on uh, Monday or Tuesday. We need
2: to. We'll, we'll have business. to have you like take a Monday off or something and do it on a Monday. I mean, I could do a Wednesday as well, but Wednesday we don't get the, the same great deal at Tropical Acres. So,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, that's true, man. A half price bottle of wine. I'll save him a lot of money, man. <laughs> since he's picking up the tap for same, the man. three of us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do, we, do we let him off the hook and let him take us to uh, like Costas or? Well, I don't from know, what, what you're telling spot? me, Tropical
2: Acres is letting him off the compared to Anthony's
0: Runway. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. It was about supposed to be that. runway, uh, that was, and that he was, was pounding that. I yeah. mean, he would have made
2: us go to runway. So the fact that we're doing I, I think acres. he paid
0: for some of the renovations for uh, <laughs> exactly. Bruno Mayo. Actually, uh, <laughs> so put up like a hundred grand <laughs> so he wouldn't have to uh, pay off that debt there. Because uh, you know he he won a dime. He was crying about that over the weekend. He only won a dime. Unbelievable. I won a dime, and uh, we we just saved him about you know probably four hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right uh lightning and uh, the avalanche it's tonight uh, that that's another one man i mean uh, uh, when is that that's happening tomorrow night no, for the first I, game? oh is
2: it tomorrow i thought it was tonight let's see
0: tomorrow night yeah it's t- oh and uh, the oh, basketball picks up night. again on thursday and then i'm i'm thinking that they don't play again till sunday <laughs> thursday and sunday probably big s- sunday night game on uh, abc is that what they're looking you for You would
2: think i mean if yeah thursday and sunday is what it is right now
0: oh you're kidding me I, wow I, I i was guessing on that well, thinking, that's what uh, they're they, doing. you couldn't they're stretching stretch this out anymore out of this. So and then training camp opens the next day. Oh, it does. So you
2: oh, let's get football. There you go.
0: No, no not football. But I'm talking about oh, training they camp basketball, basketball <laughs> opens up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it does, man. Well, no, they have that summer league thing. Yeah, is that really a big deal that people really get into that summer league basketball? My friends like, do because there's no have any sports uh, actual it's betting on it. What, what is the reason to get into summer league basketball? If
2: you have, if you don't like baseball and you can't pretend to get interested in college and NFL camps. Then you watch that, line yourself that it's real basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's my hey, buddies, Okay, though. you see some rookies, uh, you know, that that has some benefit, I guess. All right, we're coming back with more in a moment here on it's the Defoe Show. Jeff, kind of Sports, show. Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, Julian points out that uh, Phil's been a runner-up six times at the U.S. Open. That's crazy. Still a the bridesmaid there, though, uh, runner-up six times U.S. Open. There was that one that looked like he had it in a bag, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say, and... I think he was on 16. He's just cruising to an easy victory, and he hit that one over the hospitality tent. And then uh, somewhere, Monty might have been in contention either in that same tournament or a subsequent one shortly thereafter and and did the same thing, just shank eponymous on a keyhole late in the tournament, and uh, that kept him in the qualification of having never won a tournament on US. So on, Monty,
1: hey, fatso, miss it. That's my favorite (laughs) thing about Monty. (laughs)
0: It was wrong of me to send the uh, intern, uh, Jim Greeshopper after Monty for an interview after he had blown up to an 86 at the Honda Classic one year. Hey, Monty, uh, would you like to do an interview? We'd love- <laughs> He hated, uh, you know, the media and uh, especially talk radio, like uh, absolutely would see nothing but red at the mere suggestion of coming on a talk show. Uh, nearly decapitated uh, the guy. I guess I would have been responsible uh, for his passing if uh, Monty had actually hit him with that 9-iron. All right, uh, we're coming back with more in a moment. Now that, it's time. six times he finished second. Though it's uh, eight fifty-four.
3: Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question: What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients—no <laughs> pun meant there. It's the one-day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
4: From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at Mile Marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305 453 9066.
2: Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business, and the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters Justina Testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call, Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether 'tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing end them. To die to sleep, no more, and by a sleep to say we end the heartache and a thousand natural shocks.
0: What could that have been about, except
2: to that. hedge or not to hedge? <laughs> The modern-day odd couple, Defoe and Louie, are on now. It is, of course, The Defoe Show.
0: All right, welcome back to The Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Louie-Louis with you, uh, South Florida Live, our new channel. We created this thing uh, from scratch here. Louie worked very hard on uh, some things behind the scenes. And uh, we also, uh, you know, I I got uh, some help from various people. And uh, really great to uh, have our own channel here, South Florida Live, where we plan to uh, bring you uh, all kinds of variety in addition to our uh, daily show here, the uh, Defo show, uh, of course, featuring one Mike luby Lubitz. So I don't usually get into these after the fact stories, but uh, this one was kind of interesting. I meant to touch on this uh, earlier in the show but we got carried away with Saudi blood money and uh, Phil Mickelson and, uh, you know, the whole chaos that's uh, going to take place especially in the early stages, you would think of the U S open, normally a very refined crowd, not inclined to, as we said, the rowdyism you would see at the waste management, uh, which yeah, is yeah. only appropriate that that's where it, you know, is it's uh, most evident uh, where you have crowds that just uh, sort of get themselves I- into the tournament and involved with the players. And maybe, uh, you know, I, I, they seem to be very encouraging. These guys all as rowdy and drunk as they may be. But, uh, the story came out uh, about, you know, and, and I guess it's been, has it been confirmed or whatever. I mean, uh, somebody is, uh, you know, uh, writing again about this whole notion that the Dolphins tried to uh, waive like $100 million to yeah, Sean dollars Payton, on Payton Oof. before they hired this Mike McDaniel guy, which they uh, played off as if, uh, well, we were looking for this innovative guy all along. And uh, Sean Payton said, uh, well, if he was going to come back and coach, it would only be with the Saints. Uh, a little bit of loyalty there on the part of Sean Payton, who uh, is going to be, I think, in the broadcast booth. He's doing broadcasting this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, to the tune of a lot of money also, no yep. doubt. But, uh, you know, and, and Payton leaving the Saints, uh, you know, he, he said he left, uh, you know, because he wanted to have a little bit of time and everything. He's been doing this a long time. Uh, doesn't take supposedly a $100 million, like 10-year Gruden-type offer from the Miami Dolphins, who also then, uh, and the assertion is then floated out there and uh, not denied by one Tom Brady himself, uh, we're trying to work some kind of deal where Brady would beat her quarterback this year
2: uh, look and we 're going to have him on I tomorrow. To Dave Hyde is going to join us tomorrow. Dave Hyde talked about this with us uh, yeah. at the time he talked about it more recently the last time i the last time he was on with us um, and it 's been something that was floated, and no one from the dolphins have denied it that ross and uh, that's that's why it blew up, because f- once Flores happened, and they the Brian sort of... Florence
0: Flores made this implication that they had set this thing up with Brady, and it well, was uh, totally against the rules. Yeah, you can't do any
1: Yep,
2: with the coach, because uh, Peyton was already under sort of a gig, and Brady for sure already had a gig, and they had sort of met or sort of whispered about the uh, the package deal and them coming to Miami, and it was like... Okay, <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh,
0: and it seemed far-fetched. I mean, it seemed like something John Grisham would have to uh, yes. have dreamt of. it seems yeah. like a book. Yep. Some kind of bizarre plot, uh, you know, uh, went with a conspiracy uh, theory attached to it. And uh, it would have been interesting because uh, th- th- that says, essentially, that if true, uh, which, uh, you know, I'm inclined to believe there was some merit to this or it wouldn't keep surfacing like it has. Uh, but, you know, uh, and again, the Dolphins in uh, complete, Denial of any of this stuff, Uh, which I I don't know. Why would they deny an interest in Sean Payton if they had one? You know, I mean, they might deny that they obviously they're going to have to offer him a a ton of capital to do it. Uh, I'm not sure what the status of coaches uh, that are under contract uh, would be. I know you can't, uh, you know, mess with having Tom Brady. Yeah, entertain overtures, uh, you know, from the Miami Dolphins. But uh, Brian Flores implied that that was the case. He was being asked to partake in that, didn't want to. And, and that was another reason that uh, his relationship with Stephen Ross and the uh, upper-level brass soured. So apparently th- there might have been some truth to that. But uh, what does that say if the Finns uh, brass would rather have Tom Brady probably for one year than Tua tango Bialoa, or Well, that's my Tony thing. Right? Well, <laughs>
2: The the Payton deal was supposedly four years, a hundred million. Like that's what I remember. It was supposedly twenty five oh, really? million, million a year. Million yes, a
0: yes, Are and he wow.
2: chose to tap out instead of taking twenty five. I mean, I, it's
0: unbelievable. It
2: was that, and then that was my other thing. It's like I know everyone's going to say Brady, even the people who hate him outside of the professor and me. Yeah, he's Brady, but how much longer is he going to do it? Like, don't you want to see I, what he just in him going case
0: past this year? Can you? No, I, I I don't know. Look, he already I, retired I, once. I mean, uh, you know, next thing you know, he's going to be like Roberto Duran. <laughs> He'll be far every other year. Every year's a retirement
2: yeah. and come back from retirement.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. We can get into that a little bit tomorrow. We'll also go old school tomorrow with Tony Segreto. Yes. Always a lot of fun. Uh, Tony uh, brought to you by Catholic Health Services, Texas Roadhouse Restaurants, two really, really great organizations. Uh, we continue to be supported by Hylia Park. And uh, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill and uh, many other fine people here on the program. Uh, so tomorrow, Tony Segreto All School Thursday, the Highland Park Trivia Challenge Friday, Degenerate Friday, all here on the show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. From Mike Luby-Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. We will see you tomorrow at 7 a.m. as we leave you now that. Let's go to eat a damn snack. That Judith lieber it's person time. six times. It's uh, 9.02.
3: Let's go to eat a
1: damn snack. Look what they've done to my show